This is Georgia State University Panthers football. And they're going to fake the handoff. A lot of green grass. Granger, 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Darren Granger and the Georgia State Panthers. It's the Panthers pregame show. A look ahead at today's game. Now, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. Well, looking to bounce back from the Georgia Southern game last Thursday night down at Statesboro, Georgia State football back in the radio this afternoon as the Panthers face another big challenge, a showdown with the 23rd-ranked Dukes of James Madison here at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Georgia State led by quarterback Darren Granger, now a Davey O'Brien National Quarterback Award candidate. 17 total touchdowns so far, 12 in the air, 5 on the ground. And running back Marcus Carroll, who in eight games has already rushed for over 1,000 yards and has scored 12 touchdowns. Defensively, inside linebacker John Trey Hunter leads the way with 65 tackles. On the other sideline, undefeated James Madison arrives in Atlanta 8-0. Undefeated, led by quarterback Jordan McLeod and his 18 touchdown passes. The Dukes also bring the number one run defense in the country into the stadium today. Hi again, Panther fans, and welcome to our Panther pregame show, Countdown to Kickoff. Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, Sam Crenshaw, engineer Rick Shaw, studio producer Blue Tannery, and a big one here today in Atlanta, guys. The Panthers again, number 23, James Madison, here at Center Park Stadium. Big showdown in the Sunbelt Conference Eastern Division. I, I'll be candid with both of you guys. I don't think we've played in a more important game at a more important time than right now. This is, I mean, we've played Alabama and all that, but this is for as much as on the line right now and to get them at home. And I'm telling you what, Sam, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that we're here and we're 6-2. and two. I wish we were 7-1. and one. Uh, We can't get anything back from Georgia Southern, but I, I think that this is, in my opinion, the most important game that this school has ever played, and there's more on the line. I'm inclined to agree with you, and one thing we did get from Georgia Southern was some extra time because that was a Thursday night game. Hopefully that's a good thing for this Georgia State football team, and hopefully able to come out today and get off to a fast start against a very difficult defense. There are a couple of guys that were hurt and rolled up ankles, and you want to give a little injury update in terms of you know what, what you expect here today from guys that should be able to play that weren't able to finish the game on Thursday? That's what we hope. You know, we were hoping that, that obviously that we can get some guys back out there. I know uh, some guys who left the game. Swint left left the game. I don't know his status for this uh, for this football game today. Dave, I don't know if you know if he's going to be able to, to, to go today. And uh, also, Jakai's Cradle, uh, who has missed the last few games. Remember, he rolled his ankle up against Co- Coastal Carolina. It would be great to get a player like him back today. Did talk to Bob Murphy late in the week at practice. Uh, Kevin Swint listed as a game-time decision. Uh, not sure about Jakias for today's game, but he's awfully close, according to Bob, of being able to uh, get back and be a part of this. Look forward to having him out there. You know, he's, he's one of the few guys that we have that have double-digit receptions in spite of the fact that he hasn't played for the last, what, three or four weeks. Darren Granger became the all-time leader in total offense coming out of Statesboro. 7,789 yards, part of 63 touchdowns combined passing and rushing. Who would have ever thought when he almost beat us as a Furman Paladin that he would come to Atlanta and be as productive as he has been and put up the kind of numbers that he has put up? Yeah, three, four years later, he's a record holder. And uh, congratulations, first and foremost. We've had a couple of wonderful records that have been broken. Uh, We've never had a team that's had this many wins this early into the season. 
Uh, we hope that that continues as well and that Gar Darren's progress moves him even further along, but more importantly that we get some extra wins while he's under the help. Well, you know all the work he did in the offseason, adding a few extra pounds to get tough and uh, because he knows the part that he plays in the run game, that will come in handy today. That will be big today as they're facing a very difficult run defense. A good start for Georgia State, like I said, on the ground, Dave. To me, that would be a big plus in this game. Is this the number one run defense in FBS college football in the country? While they average 32 points a game, the JMU defense holds opponents to 20 points a game. That run defense holding opposing teams to 48.9 rushing yards a game and 1.6 yards per carry. I just see Marcus Carroll and Darren Granger being able to best those numbers. Yeah, and they're going to have a lot of help that they're going to be needing from the offensive line. Uh, I hope that we get from Travis Glover especially because we're going against one of the top defensive ends in college football as well. But on third down, Dave, I know that's your new – remember, Sam, a couple years ago it was first downs. That's all Dave wanted to talk about. He didn't want to give you the score. He just wanted to tell you how many teams had first down progression. Uh, third down, 36%. Red zone scoring. This is the uh, Duke defense. When someone gets into the end zone or into the red zone, excuse me, they score at 79% of the time and they get 58% of those are touchdowns. So they're not invincible, but especially against the run, they are as good as we're going to see all season. They put up some big numbers with regards to sacks, 39 sacks. You mentioned the defensive end. His name is Jalen Green. He's got 15.5 sacks. And Mikhail Kamara, 5.5 sacks. Defensive ends combined for 21. Those two, 21 of their 39 sacks this year. Yeah, our job is to stop them pretty much. That's, if I'm an offensive lineman, I've stayed up a little bit later. I'm watching extra film. I may go in the weight room a little bit more. May eat an extra helping of uh, dessert just to make sure that I'm bigger, faster, stronger. But, uh, yeah, stopping them, Sam, that's going to be critical here today. Their linebacker core is also pretty strong. I, I had a chance to watch some of the film. Aiden Fisher, number 11. Is a big-time player for him, puts on big hits, uh, defends well against the pass, and also a guy named Francis Meehan, a strong safety uh, in their secondary. They're, they're strong from back to front as far as their defense goes. But you know what? I watched the game against James, uh, against Marshall. Marshall had them only three points. They scored only three points in the first half of this game. Now, we know painfully they're a second-half ball club. That happened to us last year, and it happened to Marshall in the second half of the game this, this season. So we want to hang on all the points we can there in the first half. We know this team has the, uh, the ability to be a great second-half football team. Well, the interesting thing, too, about their running game, and we were talking about this a little off-air, Kalen Black is their number one back, 110 carries, 4.4 yards per run. He's only got one rushing touchdown, but he's caught 19 passes and has three receiving touchdowns. You've got their number one running back with more touchdown catches in the air than he does on the ground. They, how, however however yeah, no, you they, can get them, I get it. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and and whatever a defense is going to give you, you're going to take advantage of. But, uh, yeah, their, their running game isn't, on paper, looking as strong as what their passing game is. And their passing game is up there. I mean, the quarterback is over 2,000 yards, a couple hundred yards more than what we have. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, but also McLeod, he, he can tuck it down and run when he needs to. Um, you know, watching some of the film that I watched from him, he doesn't do it a lot. But in a pinch, he can do it. So he doesn't match Darren Granger in that way as far as rushing yards. But who knows? If Georgia State finds a way to force him in and shut down some passing lanes, we may see him try to tuck it and run some today. Well, as a team, they average 4.1 yards per rush. Black, their starting 
running back is 4.4. You mentioned McLeod, the quarterback. He's 4.4 as well. So when he does decide to tuck it, he's he's going to get almost five yards. All right, well, we've got a good one here today at Center Park Stadium, 23rd-ranked James Madison visiting Georgia State here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Today's game is presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State University Athletics. Georgia Powers, the official energy sponsor of Georgia State Athletics. More about new ways to stay connected at georgiapower.com. Coming up as our Panther countdown to kickoff pregame show continues here from Atlanta. By the way, great weather for college football today. Bright and sunny and the warm temperatures should make for a great uh, experience for the fans that are here today at kickoff, which is coming up a little after uh, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to talk to Marcus Carroll, the running back, and head coach Sean Elliott. That comes your way as we continue our countdown to kickoff Panther pregame show coming up after this two-minute timeout from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continues. Georgia State and 23rd-ranked James Madison. The Dukes paying a visit to the stadium today. Georgia State looking to get back on track after what was a tough loss down at uh, Statesboro to Georgia Southern. One guy who had a big game, 208 yards rushing. A couple of touchdowns was Marcus Carroll, and um, appreciate you joining us. And time now to put Georgia Southern behind us, as I'm sure you've already done. Got a big one coming up. Uh, with uh, the James Madison Dukes. They come in at 8-0, and I know this is another game you guys have been looking forward to. Yes, definitely. Um, it's, we got a good squad coming in, uh, but we're, we'll be ready. Um, we keyed in on the little details uh, earlier in this week, but, uh, yeah, ranked team, so it's another chance to do something that never been done before at the school. 
Not too much about last Thursday night. I kind of was a little worried coming out of Louisiana. Was there enough time to get ready for Georgia Southern sitting down there lying in wait? Yeah, yeah. It was it was a short week, but that would just come up, come with knowing you have a short week. Just you know, you have to be extra on your P's and Q's, uh, focusing on the little things. So um, it was all preparation, really. Uh, I feel like it was probably enough time, but just a little bit more keyed into the little details. Well, certainly the way that one came out adds fuel to the fire with regards to that rivalry. You'll get them back here next year. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, I do not like losing the Southern. I don't like losing, period, but I definitely don't like losing the Southern. <laughs> All right, so as you go back and watch film, you get ready for James Madison. This is a team that has not lost a football game yet. Yeah, they're undefeated. They're hot right now. A good, good bunch, but... um. I, feel, I really I really strongly believe we uh, just do our job and play our brand of football. It'll be, it'll be a good game. We should come out with a win. All right, again, 208 yards against Georgia Southern offensive line all year for the most part. It's been great for you. Yes, sir. I mean, that chemistry on that offensive line, um, every day we perfect the crowd for the inside zone. That's what we do. Um, and, yeah, it, it looked pretty good. Uh, I probably slowed down my steps, my my, uh, my little rhythm a little bit, uh, and it worked out for me. So, um, but, yeah, that O-line, man. Hey, kudos to them for real, all season. You and Darren kind of like, again, the two-headed running back monster. I mean, both you guys can really in different ways because you, although you have the ability to cut, you kind of remind me a little bit more of the Tucker Gregg style of running <laughs> yeah. where you just run over people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, just, you know, in any way I, I, I feel it's best to help out the team. Uh, if I have to run over somebody, if I have to juke somebody or just outrun them, then that, that's what I do for the team, definitely. All right, again, talking to Marcus Carroll as the Georgia State gets ready for the uh, Dukes of James Madison coming in here. Uh, records, you don't really keep up with those at this point. It, it, this is really for folks like me to talk about. <laughs> but uh, as far as the numbers go, you went over 1,000 yards. Yeah, uh, that's a huge accomplishment. It's a blessing. Um, yeah, it's one of, one of my, little, my little milestone goals that I wanted to accomplish for the season. So uh, it's a blessing. And I just thank the guys, wide receivers, the, uh, the tight ends, the O-line, and it just helped me out. And, uh, it's, it's definitely a blessing, though, definitely. Well, it's nice to have a little bit of a balance. There are individual accomplishments that you're going to look back at, and all of those individual accomplishments get thrown into the pot with everything going on across the team, both yes, offense sir. and defense. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, it helps out. Any way I can help out the team, it definitely helps out, yeah. As you guys have been getting ready for James Madison, anything jump out? This is a really good defensive team. They've got some really, really outstanding defensive players. Anything kind of stick out from what you've seen on film so far? Uh, yeah, they're just uh, a, a good uh, coach group. Uh, they play with a bunch of effort. Um, I've seen the little, the little stat where they don't allow, what, 34-40 rushing yards a game. But um, we we see we seen some, some holes that we're, we're going to try to exploit, and uh, it, like, it should be a pretty good game, but, yeah. Yeah, because it comes across as a, a battle of wills, a team like Georgia State that can really, really run the football against a team that, like you said, really doesn't like to let opposing teams run the football. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're real stout on defense, but uh, we we should get some uh, good splits and find some alleys. It should be some good run lanes for us. How you feeling? Because did you get a little bit banged up at Louisiana? Yeah, I got I got a little bit banged up, little nicks and bruises, but, you know, just staying in treatment, uh, being on top of it. But nothing, nothing serious, though. Which leads me to the next question, because we saw him, I think, with one carry at Georgia Southern. He had two the game prior, and that's Freddie Brock. I mean, he's coming along slowly. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, as soon as he came in, he bought into the process. Um, I helped him out. He helped me out with certain things. and uh, Yeah, he, he's going to be he's gonna be some serious, definitely. Well, certainly a big week, because uh, I call this the gauntlet. The gauntlet started with Marshall, yep. and Marshall was a win. Louisiana was a win. Georgia Southern was not. There's not a game left that you could 
pencil in, yeah, that's definitely going to be a win. It, it's a gauntlet. You got James Madison, you got Appalachian State, we got a big one at LSU, and then we got to go to Old Dominion. And I know you only focus on one at a time, but you know it's a it's a whale of a schedule down the stretch. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's not it's not easy, and we knew this. Um, that's what we trained for so hard this season. Um, we knew who was getting ourselves, and we knew who we was going to have. Um, and, and hey, I'm <laughs> games like this make me happy. You know, being able to be like, okay, you know, this is the one of the best run defenses in, in the country. Okay, let's now it's time to play some football. So I, I'm excited. I look forward to the LSU Autumn games. You know, I just look forward to. It. I, I love a game where you know keeps you on your feet. And looking forward to get back and playing here at home as opposed to being on the road. It seems like it's been two games at home, two games on the road, and back and forth. So at least the next two are at home. This one against James Madison, Appalachian State, two tough games. At least they're in here at the stadium. Yeah, that's that's a big plus. And then we probably get a little bit of sun because they're early, earlier games. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty good, yeah, especially when you're playing at home. All right, appreciate it. Run well, and uh, let's get out of the stadium with a W. All right, thank you. <laughs> All right, that's Marcus Carroll, Georgia State running back, went over 1,000 yards down at Georgia Southern, and hope, uh, hopefully will run for another 1,000 by the time the season ends. Georgia State and James Madison coming up this afternoon here at Center Park Stadium. We'll talk to head coach Sean Elliott as we preview today's game, and our countdown to kickoff continues coming up after this two-minute timeout from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State Blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Injuries are never planned and often happen after hours or over the weekend. That's why NGPG Orthopedic and Sports Medicine offers the Black and Blue Walk-In Clinic for injured athletes every Monday morning in their offices in Gainesville, Brazelton, Buford, Pushton, and Jefferson. No need to call. Just walk right in between 8.30 and 11.30 on Monday mornings. And one of their sports medicine and orthopedic doctors will be there to help identify, treat, and care for your injury. To learn more, you may visit ngpg.org slash black and blue. Hi, Hope Bunch, the voice of Longstreet Cafe. Mary, did you know Longstreet Cafe supports great programs like FCA? Northeast Georgia FCA is working to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. And they do a great job of making their mission work through the E3 strategy of making disciples who make disciples. I remember that from my days in school. Yeah, FCA has been around a while. Hey now, find out more at GHCFCA. 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continues. Time now to talk with Georgia State's head football coach, Sean Elliott, as we walk you up to kickoff. Georgia State and the 23rd-ranked Dukes of James Madison. Boy, I cannot think, Coach, of a better way to bounce back from Statesboro than to take down the number 23 team in the undefeated James Madison Dukes. What a great opportunity the, the the entire program has uh, today. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, James Madison is such a well-coached football team. they got great skill set on both sides of the ball. Uh, 23rd ranked team uh, in the country, and I, I put them right there because I'm one of the voters. And uh, they're just, uh, just solid in every capacity, and uh, it's going to be a tough night. I mean, a tough night. we got to play extremely well. It's a tough bunch. Uh, Coach Kurt and Signetti over there will have his team ready to play. This reminds me a little bit of when Appalachian State and Georgia Southern transitioned from FCS to FBS out of the SOCON. James Madison has made, I'm not going to call it a seamless transition, but uh, they have hit the ground running and have competed very well. Even though they're not eligible, and that's another story for another day, whether it's a Sunbelt East Championship or a Sunbelt Championship, whatever, a bowl game, they have made the transition look pretty seamless. Well, you know, um, I've been at that level. So when your top's at that level, you're a pretty good football team. And it doesn't matter uh, if you're a pretty good football team. It means you have a really good university that's backing you. they got great support. Uh, they're a first-class football program. They really are. So it's not, it's not any surprise to me. I, I think I told uh, their head coach uh, a year ago when they picked them like fourth or fifth in the league, I was like, these guys have no freaking clue. I was like, you guys are good and really good. All right, well, James Madison, the opponent this week. Uh, how's practice been this week? Coming off the trip to Statesboro and then getting ready for this one. I think I heard you tell the team we take one game at a time. This is we, There's still a ton to play for right now as we head down the stretch, uh, starting with this one. Well, practice has been cold this week, uh, a, little, a little different than what it has been in the last few a uh, few weeks, it's been really warm, but uh, yeah, this week got a little bit chilly, uh, but nothing. Practice is uh, practice is practice. You know, we go out there and our guys are working good, and uh, they got good attitudes. And uh, coming off a little bit of a disappointing uh, loss uh, to, uh, down there last Thursday night, but listen, shoot, I mean, it's life. We're gonna we're gonna have to face adversity, and we're gonna have to pick ourselves up. And uh, they've done a good job with their attitudes. Well, it was always asked you about your quarterback, Darren Granger. And by the way, congrats to him. He was now a candidate for the annual uh, Davey O'Brien National Quarterback Award uh, watch list, which says a lot. Uh, and Marcus Carroll, midseason All-America honorable mention. I know that that doesn't mean anything right now, but it does say the level of players and the level of talent that, uh, that, that you're bringing into the program, that we've got guys that are now being Rick, mentioned for national me. awards like okay? that. And, and, of course, they're not mentioned unless they're playing the level they are in the field. Yeah, you know, the midseason stuff, uh, I certainly don't look at it until the end of the season because you got to put a whole body of work together to get on one of those teams. But the recognition is nice. Those two guys are very deserving of it. They've had uh, pretty good seasons thus far, and uh, they're hoping to finish it out. You know, we got – well, I told them we got a four-game, four-quarter finish ahead of us, and we got to finish strong, and it starts with James Madison. Those are two of our catalysts right there. I hope they continue to play well. There's no indication they won't. All right, well, the thing that kind of jumps out at you uh, from James Madison's standpoint, our scouting report, they average 32 points a game, which is in and around what Georgia State is averaging. They, their defense holds opponents to 20 points a game. It's that dadgum run defense that uh, has really been – uh, kind of the bread and butter of of James Madison football. Oh yeah, you know they're they're really stout. I think they're giving up 43 yards a game rushing. Uh, you know, to some degree, that's a, that's a challenge for us. But we're going to do the things necessary to move the football. If it's through the air, through the ground, whatever it is, uh, we're going to find a way to get it done. But it's a it's a great challenge for our offensive line, and our backs, and our quarterbacks, and us as, as an entire offensive staff. So we'll see how it all plays out. But, uh, man, they play hard. They've got great execution on that side of the ball, and, uh, and they're tough. They are tough and physical. Yeah, you mentioned the offensive line, and, again, just jumping back, Marcus doesn't. Marcus is over 1,000 yards, and we still have four games to go in the regular season. He doesn't get that kind of yardage without having an offensive line that has played to the level that they have. 
the big job this week is that I looked at that sacks number. This is a this is a defense that can get to the quarterback. Our, our O line is going to really have to buckle down. Thirty nine sacks is a lot of sacks. I think thirty comes from the interior four or the, or the front four. Uh, like I said, very very impressive. You know. Uh, but if stats were what it we're all about, you know, uh, everybody would be pretty good for, for a reason. We got to go out and play well. It's uh, very indicative of their style of play. They like to get after the quarterback. They like to stop the run. Uh, we got to find a way to win. Seen any of the film of this Jalen Green kid? He's got 15.5 sacks this year. Uh, seen every day. I see him when I go to sleep. Uh, you know, you, you're not a football coach if you don't see a guy like that coming off the edge. Talking to Georgia State's head football coach Sean Elliott here as our Panther pregame show continues. Quick injury update. Uh, Kevin Swint, uh, what's his status? And Jakaius Cradle, what's his status? I saw him during the week, and it looked like he's getting pretty close. Yeah, Kevin Swint, we thought he broke. He tries to go. I don't know how much he's going to go because he hasn't practiced all week. And then Cradle, he's uh, he's a guy that's uh, still rehabbing. Hopefully, going to get him back possibly next week and get him starting uh, getting mixed again. You and I were talking off air about the the Giants of the game, and you know, college basketball lost a Giant earlier this week with uh, the passing of Bobby Knight. And you posted on Twitter, that's the kind of coach I, meaning you as a player, would have loved to play for. Talk a little bit about that because that didn't surprise me when I saw that. Just knowing you, as I know you. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in tough, uh, tough love and discipline, and uh, and I, I watched him throughout the years. And my dad was just like him, you know. And that's what it was. I knew I knew how much they loved me, but I knew it was they were going to show me the way to be uh, to become a, a quality man and, and how to overcome adversity. And you know, when I saw that happen last night in the first two minutes, I was like, you know, I always wished I could have could have played for him. I loved I would have loved to win heard him speak or, or watch him practice or watch him coach. But uh, to be coached by that man, there's a lot of players out there that are very, very fortunate. And there's probably a lot of players out there that chose not to be coached by him that are, that are probably, uh, you know, thinking, man, I could have I been there. He could have made a difference in my life. And you just don't see, we don't have as many what we call those legendary giants of the game in coaching like, like we had in the past. No, we don't, and that's a shame. That's a shame. But uh, you know, he was truly a character, and uh, you know, for whatever reason, if he got your attention, sometimes it was for his antics on the court or how he was talking, or, uh, or just uh, his hardcore nature. I was, I was looking at a little, uh, a little blip on uh, social media, and he was talking about Michael Jordan, and he said Michael Jordan played in the Olympics in 1984, and he had the best first half he'd ever seen, and uh, he said, "Damn, you know, I got to go in here, and I got to, I got to challenge these guys somehow." And I think Michael had 19 points in 12 minutes, had 11 rebounds, and had like six or seven assists. And he came back in there and he said he started cussing because he hadn't set any ball screens. He said four guys are out here setting ball screens, and Michael, all you're doing is scoring and passing and getting rebounds. He said, you got to get your ass ball screens, ball screens. He said, Michael Jordan looked up. He said, if you want ball screens, Coach, I'm giving you ball screens. <laughs> All right, Coach, appreciate it. Always good talking to you. Wish we had more time. And uh, you want to take it out this week on the uh, the end of the pregame? Uh, let me take it out. Let's get out of Center Park Stadium with a W, Dave. All right, let's do it. want to thank Georgia State said football coach Sean Elliott joining me on the Panther pregame show. Countdown to kickoff Georgia State James Madison. We're back with the starting lineups and the opening kickoff from Center Park Stadium here in Atlanta following this two-minute timeout here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 
Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Dave Cohen, Harper LaBelle, Sam Crenshaw back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Coming up, Georgia State football, and we've got a big one here today, Harper. 23rd-ranked James Madison here, and as I said earlier, not a better way to bounce back from a tough loss at Georgia Southern than to take down the undefeated James Madison Dukes. Yeah, absolutely, and then big plays come from big players and big results. That's what we're expecting here today from the Panthers. Uh, couldn't ask for a better opportunity. James Madison 8-0, Georgia State 6-2. Coming up next here in the Georgia State Radio Network, Georgia State football as they take on the Dukes of James Madison. You'll hear it next here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is Georgia State University Panthers football. Handed off Tucker Gregg into the end zone. Touchdown, Georgia State. Panthers football is made possible in part by Center Park Credit Union, Ticketsmarter.com, Northside Hospital, Ford and Coca-Cola. Now with the play-by-play, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen.
National Anthem from Center Park Stadium by the Georgia State Panther Marching Band. Hi again, Panther fans. Georgia State football back on the radio this afternoon from Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, Sam Crenshaw's on the sideline, engineer Rick Shaw, studio producer at our flagship 88.5 FM WRAS in Atlanta, Blue Tannery. We got a big one here today. Georgia State looking for win number seven. Also looking to send the Dukes of James Madison back up north to Harrisonburg, Virginia with a big old L. <laughs> yeah, their first one of the season, Dave. They are surprising everybody and probably including themselves. And I wish they, uh, well, I don't wish, but uh, they wish that they may not have signed that two-year prohibition, if you will, uh, for joining the end of the conference and then having to wait before you can be eligible for postseason play. So that leaves it open right now for everybody else and that big loss that we had last week against Georgia Southern. One way to revamp from that would be to get a victory here today and put yourself right back in the standings. Well, Georgia State went through that as well when we vacated the Colonial Athletic Association or one year in there for a, with, as, with a, as far as football goes to join the Sunbelt Conference. You get one year transition out of your previous league, one year transition into the new league when you are an FCS program. Now see Marshall and Southern Miss and Old Dominion already Division One in football, FBS football. Right, so there's a difference uh, in terms of the, the term and the, and the amount of time that they would have to be on probation, if you will. But uh, regardless of that, you know, good team, uh, great expectations for James Madison and the Dukes and their program and how they, they, they were successful at FCS, very successful. and They, they were, were a top-five program. Year after year. Yeah. Um, Towson is another one, North Dakota State. You know, some of those other schools and universities that are just proficient in playing really good football. And so moving up to them, just a natural fit. But uh, for them to be 8-0 at this point of the year, I think even they're surprised. But not the way their defense has been playing, and their offense is very good as well. The only thing that worried me coming out of Louisiana with the win over the Ragin' Cajuns was the fact that we did not score in the second half. Came back to Atlanta, really only had two days to get ready to go on Wednesday, stay in Dublin, and then go into Statesboro in what was an electric atmosphere against a pretty good Georgia Southern football team. I didn't feel like they had enough time to get ready for that one. It was a very, very, obviously a short week, but a quick turnaround with regards to being able to adequately prepare. Yeah, one of my pet peeves is that you put a team like Georgia State on the road on a Saturday game and then you don't get back till late and then you have a short week to go on the road again and we've had to do that twice this year but you know coach is the first one to say anytime any place but I, it would have been nice for us to have an extra day or two not only to prepare but just rest up and fill the batteries back and uh, unfortunately it was what it was and we had many opportunities in the second half we missed out on a few of them and therefore we end up losing to them in a rough loss but uh, here, here's a chance with the little extra rest to make up for that and uh, really surprise everybody with the win here today well this would certainly be one of those wins where people are looking at you from a national standpoint forget about just in the atlanta area you beat an eight no team a team that has garnered some of the uh, recognition that james madison has be it good or bad based on the fact that they're ineligible for the sunbelt conference championship game you beat an 8 no team, you're going to make people take a closer look at your program, in this case Georgia State, if you come out and play well and hand them an L. And we've had success all year long. Were it not for, you know, the, the Southern game and then earlier in the year, we, we've had a, a very good term ourselves. 
uh, we're a good football team. This is the best one that we've ever put on the field in terms of the 14 years and the Panthers have taken the field right now. Dave's favorite is the train horn. But for us to rebound from some of the silly mistakes that we made in the second half, especially when we had to really fight our way, defense did some good things, but uh, a pick six, an inability to score on a third down uh, a couple of times. It, it, we, we could be right there with him. We could be 7-1, so let's rebound from that. Marcus Carroll had 208 yards rushing, couple of touchdowns in the loss at Georgia Southern. We got four games to go. He's already over 1,000 yards. Yeah. Remember Trey Barnett breaking the record, and we kept going, how many games? Oh, we hope he does it. Well, Marcus has been a phenomenal football player for Georgia State. We're so glad that we have him. And, yes, with four games still yet to go, um, records will abound, but hopefully a couple of wins in that as well. All right, Georgia State's team captains about ready to head to center field. I believe Sam Crenshaw will be out there with them. Sam is out there, along with Georgia State University President M. Brian Blake and the First Lady, Ms. Bridget Blake. Three team captains making their way out for James Madison. I see Darren Granger, I see Bright Keese Brown, I see John Trey Hunter and Travis Glover, the four Georgia State team captains. Mark will be on the field with you guys, making sure all is well, all right? We're gonna come to you guys first. Then we have to deal with it, and we'll go from there, okay? All right. We have Bryce with us today. He's our honorary captain. He is the son of the president and the first lady of Georgia State. So he'll be flipping the coin. This is going to be our tails. That's going to be our heads, which is all the uh, the uh, the symbols of the of the conference, okay? Yeah. So what's your, what's your choice? Heads. What did he call, Bryce? Heads. It's all heads. Flipping it. Let's see what we got. It is heads. The first or second half. You want to defer the second half? That means you want the football, right? Which way you gonna kick? Turn your back. That is the voice of Javaro Blake. Not Javaro, but Javaro Edwards. Your referee for today lives here in Atlanta. And Bryce Blake, the son of the university president, tossed the coin. James Madison did win. They're gonna defer the second half. And folks, it's big. 23rd ranked team in the in the, in the nation, undefeated. They're here at our place, but you know what we got that's also big? A big old L. It's at the back gate, and they're going to put it on their bus when this game is over. Let's play ball, gentlemen. All right, Sam, if that happens, we're going to help them load it, you, me, and Harper. On offense, with regards to the Georgia State starting lineup for this afternoon's game, here's the offensive line. The left tackle is Travis Glover, left guard Jonathan Brown, Avery Reese at center, right guard Titan Ferris, and Montavious Cunningham, the right tackle. The quarterback will be Darren Granger. Receivers, Robert Lewis, Talik Williams, Kadarius Thompson. Amon Green, the tight end. The running back will be Marcus Carroll. Defensively, and we'll see them first for Georgia State. Actually, we'll see the offense first for Georgia State. The defensive ends, Javon Dennis and Anthony Bloom. Henry Bryant, the nose guard. Shamar McCullum or Kevin Swint, the outside linebackers. Inside linebackers, John Trey Hunter and Justin Abraham. Safeties, Ty G. Leach and Jeremiah Johnson. The star is Ronald Cooper. Gavin Pringle and Bright Keys Brown, the corners. Liam Rickman will handle the place kicking, the punting Cade Loggins. Kickoffs Isaac Kone, Georgia State's head coach, is Sean Elliott. 8-0, James Madison, their head coach is Kurt Signetti. And we are just about underway here in Atlanta for Georgia State and James Madison. Black pants, blue stripes, black jerseys, black helmets for Georgia State as Talik Williams is back awaiting the kick. Connor Madden 
Handling the kickoffs for the Dukes. And from the 35, a booming line drive kick. It lands on the R in the end zone. And the ball will come out to the 25. They even kicked the ball off hard there at James Madison. He had a little bit of a oomph in him. Did Madden. Georgia State will take over. They always want it on the far hash from where they line up. So this will be on the left hash. Panthers going from left to right across your radio dial. First and 10 from the 25. Here we go. Darren Granger out of the shotgun. First play from scrimmage for Georgia State this afternoon against 23rd ranked James Madison. Just to his left. Now he shifts to the right as Marcus Carroll. One of the top running backs in the Sun Belt. And it's going to be a handoff to Marcus. Cuts out left. Broke a couple of tackles. Crossed the 30. 35, 40, 45. And we got a flag thrown way back by the official at the James Madison 40-yard line. Uh, where the flag is thrown, it landed at the 41. So it'll end up being about a gain of six if that's a hold. And I believe it will be. Well, Georgia State walking backwards. So I believe you're right. Javaro Edwards is our official. His battery pack needs to be refreshed. Doesn't look like uh, his wireless mic is working yet this afternoon. Never understand why there's such. They have the entire pregame tested out. Make well, sure it, it's it worked during the during the uh, coin flip. All right, it was a six-yard gain. First down at four. Ball at the 31-yard line again. Georgia State left to right here in quarter number one. Sun shining brightly here on Center Park Stadium. They get it to Marcus Carroll, and he's dragged down pretty quickly. And who got in there that quick was Amarian Dollison, I believe, for James Madison. Sorry about that. Jamry Chroma. Jamry Chroma got in there as well. He's a transfer from Rutgers. Loss of three. That's his 34th tackle. Second down and nine. Darren now going to tuck it and run. Got a little room up the middle across the 25 to the 27. And as Coach Elliott alluded to in our Panther pregame show, they are very, very strong in between the tackles defensively. Yeah, big guys, real stout, thick body, and they get after it. Third down and eight. Granger, shotgun, going to look to throw one step back. Got time. Now he's going to dump it off to Marcus Carroll. Carroll gets upended on the far side of the field by Chauncey Logan, the cornerback, and that'll bring up fourth down, the punting unit onto the field now for Georgia State. The, defensively, James Madison just doesn't give you a whole lot. No, here we have a 21-yard gain on first down, and it's pulled back because of the hold. And uh, then we struggle the next three plays, and we've got a bit. Technically, it's a three and out. So unfortunately for the Panthers, weren't able to get a first down here on the first possession. Josh Surratt back awaiting the kick from Georgia State from Cade Loggins. And they will go ahead and down the Short football. Yeah. It'll be at the 42-yard line. James Madison's going to have good field position on their first offensive possession. Yeah, that punt was basically uh, Australian style where you roll out to your right. The kicker ends up not getting any hang time. It just kicks it flat. and It bounces at the 50, at the 45, and it settles at the 42 where JMU will take over at their own 42-yard line, first and 10. Here's Jordan McLeod, the Arizona transfer quarterback. 65% completion rate, 18 passing touchdowns, takes the snap. They're going to go ahead and hand the football off. Going to be a run play with Kalen Black. And Black will pick up maybe a yard on the play. I see Shamar McCollum in there. 
along with Henry Bryant. Georgia State, like JMU, going to have to really, really focus and pursue and gain tackle today. Shamar did a great job of getting across the line of scrimmage, as did Justin Abraham. The two of them created some havoc in the backfield, second and eight. Gain of two at the 44. Play action. And actually, it's going to be a run play. Kalen Black, Black cutting, uh, coming off right tackle, gets up across the 45, across the 50 to the Georgia State 49-yard line. Very elusive. Black was able to shake and bake at the line of scrimmage to get loose. And then again, about five, six yards down the field. They'll mark it at the 49. I thought his forward progress is a little bit more, but it's a long one yards on, on, on third down here. Good job by the Panther defense to avoid that becoming a big play. Third down and one. Ball at the Georgia State 49-yard line. James Madison about just over 30% on their third down conversions. They stick a man in motion at Phoenix Sproles. They're going to dump it off to Sproles over here at the 45 to 40. 35-30. He's got good speed. And nice job with a shoestring tackle there by Gavin Pringle. Otherwise, that might have been a touchdown. Yeah, he goes in motion to Sproles. And you find out real quick that it's zone coverage. And there was nobody out in the outside. So he ends up going out into the flat and catches that ball, turns it up the field. Had a nice blocker in front of him. I think it was Elijah Surratt that was making that big block for him. Ball's now in the red zone at the 17. James Madison Dukes, Elijah Surratt, wide out over here to the near side. Reggie Brown, Phoenix Sproles, far side near hash. On first down at the Georgia State 17-yard line. McLeod out of the shotgun. Three steps back. McLeod looking, got time, throws across the middle. Got a man caught. And is that a touchdown for James Madison? Yes, it is. Well, let's see if he got his foot down. I thought he made the catch, and his first step afterwards was out the back of the end zone. That's the East Carolina transfer, 19, Taji Hudson out of Cedartown, Georgia. The 6'3 redshirt sophomore, and six up on the board now for JMU. Right over the top of the defense, and into double coverage, but the receiver, Hudson, able to get those hands up in the air and haul that football in. Now attempt the point after is Caden Wise, the place kicker. Snap, ball is down, kick is up right through the uprights. And James Madison, Harper, wasting no time getting on the scoreboard. They lead it 7 to nothing. Yeah, very good football team that came in here, and they've got a purpose. They know how emotional that the game can be and you take all the crowd and everything out of it real quick when you score a touchdown after getting a three and out by your defense there's no review on that play so i guess i'm the only one who thought that he didn't get his foot down but uh four plays 58 yards two minutes and four seconds off the clock and then james madison has the lead seven nothing 17 yard touchdown pass red hat on the field media timeout for national television as well as the radio network. We're back at 60 seconds from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust.
When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Today's broadcast on the radio network brought to you in part by Coke Zero Sugar and by Ford. More at Ford.com. Well, again, quickly, James Madison, a four-play, 58-yard drive. It took him just two minutes and four seconds once their offense came on the field. McLeod to Hudson across the middle, and it's a 7-0 ball game. And you didn't have to give him a whole lot of time. He was see, feeling the pressure. The defense, especially the front there, the interior, was going to have some pressure on McLeod, but he gets rid of that ball. He had to wait for his receiver to get down the field, and obviously by the time he did, he found that opening and was able to keep, pick him up for the touchdown. So McLeod, excuse me, McLeod to Hudson there, and uh, Panthers find themselves in a bind here. Let's check in with Sam Crenshaw down there on the Georgia State sideline. Sam? Yeah, Dave, I'm kind of with, with Harper here. I thought that he had stepped down, that right foot came down in the white, but I'm looking at the replay, it was up on the big screen, look, the left foot got down in the green before the white, and I was right here looking at Coach Sean Elliott, and he was watching, 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 and there was no appeal from the Georgia State sideline. They saw that left foot got down on the green space, but that white foot did come, a uh, right foot did come down in the white. Georgia State offense, you know, they got to come out and do something good. That first play and that first formation with those uh, twins to both sides is something we've seen they do and maybe do it with a pass. They started with a run, and it surprised James Madison. Let's see how they start this next possession. All right, getting set to uh, kick it away once again is 96, Connor Madden from the 35. Talik Williams standing back deep for Georgia State at the Panther five-yard line. A three and out for the Panthers in their first offensive possession. Here's the kick from Madden. It's a high end over end kick into the sun. Talik Williams will field it at the four. Up across the five, across the ten. Got room across the middle. Talik still on his feet. 25-30. And bounces ahead up to about the 33-yard line. Nice return there by Talik Williams. Yeah, good hang time on the kick there by Madden, but uh, Talik takes it at the four, and what I love about it is that he was going forward when he ends up catching the ball. So he uses that extra momentum, and he wasn't touched until about the 23-yard line. He ran into uh, a, a whole croaker sack full of players from both sides at about the 30, but was able to keep his feet moving and make enough of a move to get it out an extra three yards. So the Panthers will start as in the same formation that Sam mentioned. Two receivers way out on each side with another receiver right behind him. Here's the snap, and it's going to be a run play, Marcus Carroll, and he's going to get sacked, and it's going to be a loss of about four yards on the play back at the 29-yard line. Uh, you had three different players that were basically all on the other side of the line of scrimmage, untouched and with no hat on him. So they're doing a good job of slanting in between the efforts of our offensive linemen. Second down and 14, throw across the middle, and it's caught! It was bobbled and then held on to 
by Talik Williams. What a play by Talik. That's his 30th catch of the season. Well, he tipped it to himself about two or three times, and when he came down, he was with it. First down, they're going to hand it off Marcus Carroll. Big hole up the middle across the 45 into Georgia's southern territory across the 40 down to about the 38. That'll be a 13-yard run play there. Quickly back up on the ball. And it's another first down. There's a throw to the far side, near side of the field, I should say. Far side of the field for Darren Granger. It's caught by Jakari Carter. He holds on and will bring up second down. Gain of four, second and six at the James Madison 34-yard line. Georgia State trying to answer that. Duke's touchdown. Carter goes in motion. And it's going to be a handoff. Marcus Carroll. Carroll cuts left, then back to the right in between the tackles. Brought down at the 31-yard line. Third down and three coming up now for the Panthers. Well, I love the intensity here, Dave. Way to respond by getting right back after it, moving down the field. On third down, another run play, Marcus Carroll. And I don't believe he's going to get to that first down marker. Yeah, he got to the 30. And you got to get to the 29 Just in order to it. hit yep. the sticks. Yep. So the ball is the nose of the back end of the ball is touching the 30-yard line. He needs to get one yard. It's fourth down. Fourth down and two, they're going to call it. 8.55 to go first quarter. The Panthers are going to go for it here. Four wide, two receivers to the left, two to the right. Granger looking back over to the sideline along with Marcus Carroll. The play signaled in. Dukes bring an extra body into the box. Ball right at the 30-yard line. Here's the snap to Granger. Darren going to tuck and run. He's got it. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. That's a running touchdown for Darren Granger. 7-6 to six here at Center Park Stadium. Granger had a huge hold right up the middle after first cutting in behind left tackle. He took it right to the house. Well, that extra body that they brought was a free safety who was on the line of scrimmage, and Darren ran right at him and forced him to make a play. The safety ends up going towards Marcus Carroll, just enough to give Darren that inside edge. He takes it right up the middle of the field for 30-yard touchdown. Liam Rickman on to attempt the PAT. Cade Loggins, the holder. Seth Glosier, the long snapper. There's the snap. Ball is down. The kick is up. It is on its way. It is good. We got a 7-7 ball game here in Atlanta. How about that? Great job of responding by the Georgia State offense. We had to hurry in order to make it happen, but they did a great job of getting the ball down the field. I don't know if they surprised anything with different plays, but at least the speed of being able to get back on the ball and not allowing any rest for the Duke defense paid the dividend there. Sixth rushing touchdown of the season for Darren Granger, and we got a 7-7 ball game here in Atlanta with 8.34 to go in the first quarter. Georgia State in 23rd rank, James Madison. Media timeout, we'll take it as well. Back in 60 seconds, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. 
Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Today's game on the radio network presented by Center Park Credit Union. Proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Could not ask for a better way to bounce back from giving up that early touchdown than to put together a seven-play drive in two minutes and 15 seconds, Harper. Well, let's give a little credit, too, because special teams right from that range, it would have been a very long field goal that the Panthers would have attempted. But instead, they go for it on fourth down and are able to make a play. The Panthers this season are 5 out of 10 prior to that. So now they're 6 out of 11, about 55% they are on fourth down. And, Sam, that was a pretty gutsy call right there by Coach Elliott. And nice job of Darren uh, reading the edge rusher and taking advantage of the situation and nobody in center field and darren was able to take it the rest of the way for the score big time play big time result this offensive line down here right now uh get you a little breather right here but everybody's saying you got to keep the intensity up you got to keep going fast that's the thing that they had to do in that possession and it paid off that time big time call got a result now let's see if this defense can come and slow down the jmu offensive attack all right panthers set to kick it away Looks like Braden McAllister, the transfer from Charlotte, handling the kickoff duties today. Back deep for James Madison. DJ Barksdale is back. Also back deep, Reggie Brown. 7-7 ball game here in Atlanta, Georgia State and JMU. Here's the kick from McAllister towards Barksdale. And he's going to field it on the one, up across the five on the return, 10, 15, on the 20, and he is going to get sidewide tackled there at the 30-yard line. We'll see if they spot it at the, we'll see if they spot it at the 29, but a nice return, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was the kicker, McAllister, who came up and made the tackle. Well, if you look at the, uh, <laughs> the celebration that's going along <laughs> on the sideline, all the other punters and kickers and long snappers are the ones congratulating him, so you bet. Now, you don't want to have that happen for obvious reasons, but a nice little return there. Barksdale at the one-yard line, and I thought he was going back. It was a great kick, a lot of hang time, so there was chances for guys to get down the field, but uh, we got to cover a little bit better. First to 10 there for the Dukes, going from right to left across your radio dial at the 30-yard line. Shotgun snap on the way to McLeod. Two steps back. He'll dump it off over here on the near side. It is caught, and on the reception is Tyson Lawton, the running back. Transfer from Stony Brook, and that's going to be a first play play on their first possession of their second second offensive yeah, possession. Zone coverage again, and he was just outside the numbers and catches the ball at the bottom of the numbers and runs to the sideline. Forward progress gives him a first down. The ball's at the 41-yard line. Purple pants, white jerseys, purple numerals, white helmets for James Madison on the road here this afternoon. Eight wins, no losses for the Dukes coming into Atlanta. They fake the handoff. McLeod now going to roll out far side, being pursued by Javon Dennis. Soft pass. And was it knocked down? That's Surratt. Surratt was the intended receiver. Did he catch it in bounds, though? That's the question. I thought he was out of bounds, and John, uh, Justin Abraham was able to force him out. Yeah, I don't think he got his feet down, and uh, the referees agree with me on this one. So it'll bring up uh, second and 10. Ball still at the James Madison 
41 yard line. Well, one thing about McLeod, he can move. He can get to the outside. He's rushed for almost 450 yards. I got whistles. And did James Madison take a timeout? The ruling on the field is an incomplete catch. The previous play is under review. Okay. All right, so that play is under review. Top of the hour. Stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. From Atlanta, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. So the previous play, which was a pass across the middle to Elijah Surratt, although he was awfully close to the sideline, that play is under review with seven minutes and 43 seconds. We're going to take a look, as Rick points out, on our monitor here. Here's the pass right at the 50-yard line. To me, it looks like he was out of bounds. By the time the ball reached his hands, it looked like he was out of bounds. Well, is that his right or his left foot? It's his right foot when he catches the ball. Did he have possession? And I'm going to say he did. Because at no time does the ball bobble or come out, but he catches it, and it's, it's very close. Sam's a little bit closer than we are, at least in terms of his perspective. I'm just looking up at the, at the monitor. They're showing it from a different perspective now because the first shot they showed had a little bit of a shadow, and you really couldn't tell. Uh, this one is from a different angle, up on a, a higher angle. It's a close call either way. Well, they're quick to make the break right here. After review, the ruling is a catch. The runner maintained possession, got a foot down, the ball will be placed at the 50-yard line. It will be second down and one on the right hash. The clock will start on my signal. Well, you were right. I didn't want to be. So the ball right at the 50-yard line. We're at 7.43 to go here in quarter number one. Georgia State and James Madison tied at seven apiece. Second short now for James Madison. They need about two and a half feet for a first down. Tyson Lawton, the running back, just to the right of McLeod. They fake the handoff. Play action. Now McLeod going to step up. Got a man pick. Brightkees Brown interception at the 40. Turning back the other way. 45-40. 35-30. And Brightkees will get dragged down and dragged out of bounds inside the 25-yard line. Big, big play defensively by Georgia State quarterback Brightkees Brown. Well, McLeod had four interceptions coming into this ball game, and Brightkees, who wears number five, provides him with his fifth one. He just steps right in front of that coverage there. Deep crossing route was the intended receiver's motive, and Brightkees ends up getting that ball at about the 40-yard line. I thought he needed one block in order to take it to the house, but let's be honest, he needed two. He ends up getting caught from behind while he's kind of sorting his way through traffic, but the Panthers will have excellent field position. Ball's at the 22-yard line, first and 10 for them. Marcus Carroll lines up just to the right of Darren Granger. Left to right for Georgia State again across your radio dial here in quarter number one. Now Carroll shifts to the left. Here's the snap to Darren. Going to hand it off to Marcus. Marcus, oh, he got hit pretty hard from the side and straight on. On that first uh, hit there was number five, Jalen Walker. Walker out of Richmond, Virginia. 
33 tackles, four for a loss. He's got two sacks. Quickly back up on the ball now. Second down and nine. They're going to fake the handoff. Play action. Here's the throw across the middle intended for Kadarius Thompson. Coverage there by Aiden Fisher, the sophomore out of Fredericksburg. No flags on the play, and it's going to bring up third and nine now. Ball at the 21. Well, I've got D'Angelo Pons. I couldn't. You know, Kadarius Thompson's 6'5", and he couldn't get up into the air. Are you kidding me? Had his hands all over him. They let that one get away. They owe us a call there. That was a bad one by the referees. Robert Lewis, Kadarius Thompson, wideouts here near side. Here's the snap to Granger. Pressure coming. Going to dump it off. Marcus Carroll, 25-20. Marcus got hit. Stays on his feet. Dives ahead across the 15-yard line to the 14. Still shy of that first down marker. Clock continues to run at 6.40 to go here in the first quarter. Fourth down at about three here for the Panthers at the 15-yard line. I think we're going to go for a field goal. Take the points. Yep, take the three. Ball's on the left hash. Liam Rickman and Cade Loggins trotting out onto the field. Left hash. This will be about a 33-yard field goal. They're in the sun. The... Uprights are in the shade. Snap, Glosier, ball down, the kick up on the way, and it oh. hit the upright and bounced out to the right. It doinked the right upright, and the Panthers, after the bright Keith Brown interception, will come away with nothing, Harper. Man, that's a tough one right there. Hit the ball real well, but he just pushed it a little bit to the right instead of hitting it in the middle. There is a little bit of wind down there, but not enough to make a difference, and a tough break for the Panthers. All right, so we're still 7-7 here in Atlanta with 6.05 to go, media timeout. We're going to take it with them. Back in 60 seconds from Center Park Stadium in Atlanta, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium in Atlanta, Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, Sam Crenshaw down on the sideline. Sam, could you tell the minute it left his foot that it was sailing a little bit too far to the right? Maybe just a bit, and he's right over my shoulder right now, kind of going, going through the motions for his next opportunity. Everybody's come over and been very positive with Liam Rickman, including Coach Elliott. But, yeah, he, and I agree with you, Harper. He hit it good, uh, but it hit that upright and come down in a Great opportunity to score goes by the board for the Panthers. Bradfrees Brown's interception was a thing of beauty. He read McLeod like a book and got that pick, which was big. Now let's see if we can force him into another mistake. Well, you're not going to get many of those 
when you're going against a team that's as good as James Madison is. So we had to take advantage of it. Unfortunately, we uh, we didn't right there on that one. But uh, if there are other chances, and that's you know, Dave, that's what championship teams do. They take advantage of a situation. If you put the ball on the ground, or if they you get forced a turnover, you make them pay. And uh, Duke's avoided one right there. They they slipped out. I thought Marcus had a chance to get that first down there and. Good tacklers also. You know, this defense, he was able to get to the 15-yard line but wasn't able to get any further than that and forced a field goal. And hopefully the Panthers will take advantage of that next time that they get a chance. James Madison will take over at their own 20-yard line. I just saw the video monitor to my right, though. Coming off the field, Rickman gets a high five and encouraging words from head coach Sean Elliott because he's got to keep them on the up and up in between the years. Yeah, he's got to make a few extra points, and then obviously there could be a chance later in the ball game to win it. It's still too early right now. I mean, gosh, we still got uh, six minutes left to go here in the first quarter, but yeah, like I said, take advantage of those opportunities. You never know when they're going to occur, and uh, I bet you he wishes he had that one back. Unfortunately, he doesn't, but you know what? We're not any worse for it. We're still tied at seven here in the first quarter. All right, here come the JMU Dukes out of the media timeout. McLeod in the backfield. He's four for five already for 69 yards. They are throwing the ball. And they're going to go ahead and run the football right up the middle with number seven, Tyson Lawton out of Staten Island, New York, the Stony Brook transfer, and he just lowers that helmet, that left shoulder, and runs straight ahead. And he picks up four on the run play. It's second down at six now at the 24-yard yeah, line. John Trey Hunter, our leading tackler, ends up making contact with him and ends up on his back. So uh, this guy runs hard, and he, he's there for a reason. Snap on second and six. Again, they're going to keep it, and it's going to be... A run play again with Tyson Lawton. And you know who was out front doing the blocking? The quarterback, yep. McLeod. Jordan McLeod ends up going out where the tight end would be after he hands off and getting just enough of Jeremiah Johnson to allow that first down. Ball's at the 33-yard line. So now when your quarterback is making plays as well, that's another guy that you got to account for defensively. Surratt, Sproles, and Brown wide outs. Got one here to the near side. Here's the snap. They're going to go and run the football with Tyson Lawton. And he cuts to his left. He's getting a workout here on this offensive possession up across the 35 to about the 37-yard line. He's got a very interesting style, Dave, where he gets the reception of the of the handoff from the quarterback. And he almost pauses for a split second and allows the lineman to make a little bit more of a, a move or some sort of direction that they're going to. And then he sprints out of it as fast as anybody I've seen all season long. Empty backfield on this one. Second down at six, 37-yard line here for the JMU Dukes. They go with an empty backfield. Three to the right, two wideouts here to the near side. Here's a throw across the middle, and it is caught. That'll be good for a first down. On the reception for JMU is Reggie Brown, the red the uh, redshirt senior out of Lakeland, Florida. That's his 36th catch of the season. It moves the sticks up to the 48-yard line. Yeah, he's got six touchdowns. He's averaging almost 20 yards a reception. That one was for a little more than half, but it was able to get the first down. The ball's, they mark it at the 48-yard line, first and 10 now for the Dukes. James Madison averaging 32 points a game along the way to this 8-0 start this year. 7-7 here in Atlanta. And they put a man in motion. That's Sproles. They're going to dump it off. Screen pass here to the near side. Kalen Black, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Black dragged down by John Trey Hunter. 
Big first down run into Georgia State territory. They dragged him out of bounds at about the 22-yard line, 28 yards later after taking the handoff. Boy, we're exposing our uh, outside portions of the, the field. Soft zone coverage. We don't want to get beat deep, but uh, the flats have been where JMU has exposed us thus far in the ball game. Javon Dennis exits the game. First down there at the Georgia State 22. Kalen Black will get the handoff. He will try to cut to his right. And he is dragged down there. Anthony Bloom on the tackle. First for Georgia State. Good job by Anthony of getting past the right guard, number 72. That's Josh Toner in the ballgame. He's not normally a starter, but he's in the ballgame right now. And Anthony get around, gets around him. And well, they give him forward progress. Black to the back to the line of scrimmage at the 22. Second down at the 22. Here's the handoff. It's going to go to Kalen Black again. And he got wrapped up and thrown down by Jordan Venziel. What a play by the inside linebacker, Jordan Venziel. Yeah, Jordan reading at the snap of the ball and, and basically as a linebacker just sprinting through the line as quickly as he can. Looks like the Tanner Morris, the center, just missed him. Wasn't going to account for him. And the price you pay for uh, Jordan getting through and being able to make that nice play for a two-yard tackle for loss. Third down and 12, Hudson a wide out, the Cedartown kid, Reggie Brown and Hudson swapping sides. Trips here to the near side, single wide out to the far side of the field. Here's McLeod with Black in the backfield. He's going to throw the football. McLeod dumps it off, almost picked off by Pringle. Oh, Gavin Pringle almost had his fourth interception of the season. Swats the ball down, intended for Reggie Brown. Yeah, nice job of Gavin stepping in front of the crossing route, being able to read it and step for step with him. Boy, if that ball was just a little bit further behind, we're looking at a pick six. But instead, it'll be about a 42-yard field goal attempt, maybe 41, depending on where they mark it. Drive stalls at the 24-yard line. On to attempt the... Field goal is Camden Wise. This will be about about 41, I would say. He's 11 for 11. Ball down. The kick is up. It's a line drive kick. And that hits the upright to the right. It bounces out. The same thing that happened to Rickman happened to Wise. And we're still a 7-7 ball game. How about that, Dave? Wow. <laughs> is that a double doink? If they get a doink, can we get a doink? Oh, my goodness. And I just said, maybe that's the Jim Nance jinx that you give. 11 for 11, as long was 46 for the season. That's the first miss of the year for him. And we'll take it. We're still tied here with about a minute and 48 seconds left to go here in the first quarter. Sam. Little, dif little difficulty with that snap and the hole they had to It was a little low. You're right, Sam. Right. The snap was a little low. Yeah. All right, Panthers take over at their own 24. A minute 48 to go first quarter. Snap to Darren Granger. Hands it off. Marcus Carroll. Nice spin move. He gets up to the 25. So a gain of one on the handoff and ensuing run there by Marcus Carroll. Mr. 1,000-plus yard rusher for Georgia State this year. Second down and nine. Ball at the 25. Snap to Darren. Granger. Play action. Looking. Throws to the far side of the field. Wide open. Ball caught by Robert Lewis. And he is thrown out of bounds up across the 40. That's a Georgia State first down right at the 39-yard line. Sean Elliott wants them right back up on the ball, along with offensive coordinator Trent McKnight. 
Handoff Marcus Carroll. Can he get to the outside? Looking for some room. He gets to the 40, maybe the 41 by the time he's tackled there. On the tackle was number 11, inside linebacker Aiden Fisher out of Fredericksburg, Virginia. And they give him a yard on that. Great job of Marcus just really giving everything he has to get to the outside. Second down and nine. Pressure on the edge. Granger's got room. 35-40, and Darren's going to get run out of bounds. And shoving him out of bounds was Jalen Walker. Walker is a tough cookie. Came in with 32 tackles, four for loss, and two sacks. Yeah, he's got a left shoulder. It's it's all bound up, and he's got a big wrap around him and a couple other, you know, padding, but uh, he's not coming in at 100%. Third down and eight now for Georgia State. Granger, two steps back, throws ah. across the middle. Might have been deflected. It was intended for Talik Williams. We've got 15 seconds to play here in quarter number one. Well, he threw it before Talik was able to make the break. If he had just waited a split second, Talik was down the field about seven or eight yards further than where Darren expected him to be. So I'm not sure in that zone coverage where Talik was looking for the hole, but he was in one. Darren just threw the ball a little bit sooner than what Talik was ready for, and that brings up a fourth down. Josh Surratt handles the punt returns for the Dukes. Cade Loggins, here's the snap. Loggins gets that away. That's a sidewinder, and it's going to bounce at the 30 and out of bounds. Not a good kick there. No. Not a good kick at all. So JMU will get excellent field position. And Mark that I, about the 33, Dave. And I think he was a little rushed. Pressure on the edge. And just did not get foot on football as solidly as he would have liked. So here comes McLeod and the Dukes. This will be the final play of the first quarter. Only eight seconds remaining. We're at the 41-yard line, so a net of 31 yards there on that on that punt. JMU will take over at the 33-yard line. Ten yards less than his average, just over 41. So here's McLeod near hash. Here's the snap. Final play of the first quarter. McLeod, all the time in the world, dumps it off, gets it to his tight end, Zach Horton. And Horton is tough to get down. Big 6-4, That is the end of the first quarter. Well, for Zach Horton, that's his 11th catch of the season. And that will take us into a timeout here as we head to the second quarter. 7-7 ball game. It could very well be 10-10, but the unforgiving uprights, Harper, have doinked not once but twice. We've had each team that had a doink, and we'll talk about that when we come back. we got a couple minutes before uh, we resume play. We do. 7-7 here in Atlanta, Georgia State, James Madison. End of the first, second quarter, just around the corner, back after this two-minute timeout here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. <laughs> Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. 
What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Panther fans, this is Georgia State football head coach Sean Elliott. Follow the Panthers all season here on 97.5 Glory FM WGTJ. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium in Atlanta. Beautiful afternoon weather-wise for college football. Sun shining brightly on half of the field here at Center Park Stadium. The other half in the shade. Temperatures got to be in the mid to upper 60s, I would say, Harper. We got a 7-7 ball game with a couple of missed field goals. And we're right where we need to be, Dave. Uh, being tied with the team number 23 in the country right now. Uh, that's a good place to be, especially, and Sam, you can join me if you prefer, we made a mistake. We were able to capitalize on a mistake by getting the ball back, and then uh, we had a doink, they had a doink, but uh, tied at seven, not not a bad first quarter, Sam. Not a bad first quarter at all, especially when you consider how things started out. Uh, the practical three and out, although there was a long run on the first place from scrimmage for Georgia State, the penalty kind of wiped that out to come back and score quickly the way the Panthers did has been great all things considered seven seven i'll take it but now let's improve on it here in the second quarter 71 degrees harper has me pointing out here so even a little warmer than i thought it was a little different down here though because the whole georgia state sideline is now in the shaded area in the shadows by this time of day though across the field there's still some sunlight uh, the shadow the nose yeah. sam the shadow nose that's you gotta have a couple gray hairs to know what the shadow nose means <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> All right, here we go. Second quarter, first place, second down and eight from the 30. Coming up here for James Madison. Tyson Lawton in at running back, just to the right of McLeod, near hash. Here's the snap. McLeod going to look to throw the football. Knocked out of his hands. Loose football. Big pile at the 25. Who got it? They're going to have to unstack the pile. If Georgia State got it, they're going to have great field position. But I think JMU may have pounced back on top. Third down of the loose football. At, uh, 72, Josh Toner, the right guard. 58, Tanner Morris. Well, whatever Isaiah, it was, yeah, they were able to fall on it. That's an, a, another opportunity that the Panthers have had. Yep, Isaiah Guy is the one that came from the end and was able to disrupt McLeod and force the ball loose. 
Third down and 12 from the 26 coming up here for James Madison. Here's the snap, McLeod looking. Steps up in the pocket. McLeod's got good speed, 35 up to the 40. And he will pick up and run for the first down. You've got him bottled up. He finds a way out, and he runs for a first down. That's okay. so frustrating. Yeah, he did a good job of looking down the field and not liking what he saw in terms of great coverage there by the secondary. We dropped seven guys into coverage. We brought four, and then he scampered a little bit to his left but broke it across to the right hash mark, and he was able to pick up just enough for the first down, two yards additional. They give him forward progress at the 40 tight end goes in motion that's Zach Horton they're going to go ahead and look to run the football with Tyson Lawton and the big pile is going to move him back he was lucky to get back to the line of scrimmage should be second down at 10 coming up nope they gave him a yard forward progress second and nine good news for Panther fans Kevin Swint is in the ball game right now sure is we were worried about him last week of course coming off the field in the first half against Georgia Southern Say Jakai's cradle getting close. He has on a regular shoe today instead of that boot. It's good to have a good shoe on. Josiah Robinson has come in the ball game as well for Georgia State. Here's the snap, play action, and pressure up the middle. McLeod broke a tackle, unleashes the football, and completes the pass. And there's a flag on the play. How did he get that ball My off? My goodness, great pressure up the middle by the Panthers. You wrap around him and you try to bring him down, but he doesn't come with you. The flag will be ineligible man downfield. Oh, good news. Offense, number 50. Five-yard penalty, first down. That would be the left guard, Carter Miller. Correction, second down. Out of Spring down. Hill, Tennessee, second down and nine coming up from the 41-yard line. Actually, it'll go back to the 35 with the penalty. So now second and 15 coming up here for the Dukes of James Madison. Ball placed right on the other side of the 35-yard line. Well, Panthers are able to get pressure now. They didn't get it in the first quarter, but now we're starting to get to our quarterback. Snap to McLeod. Going to be a pass play. Looking. Got a man over to the far side of the field. Caught by the tight end, Horton. And he immediately gets drilled out of bounds over on the far side. Ronald Cooper. Ronald Cooper, you bet, Dave. What a great tackle by Cooper. Cornerback out of Jenkins High School over in Savannah. Again, right there to make the play. They're trying to hit into the flats. They're noticing there's some areas there that are open. And number 44, Zach Horton, the junior tight end, catches it for about a two-yard pickup. And as we mentioned, Ronald Cooper was able to bring him down almost immediately. Tackle there just above the knees by Cooper. James Madison, two for three on third down opportunities. This is a third down and 12. Pressure up the middle. McLeod running over here to the near side. Going to throw on the run. And almost intercepted. Almost intercepted by 29, Tai Chi Leach. And that'll bring up fourth down. It'll be fourth and 12 with 11.36 to go here in the second quarter. Well, again, great pressure with the outside blitz. And then Swint doing everything that he can with the bad foot to try to chase down. McLeod forces him into a bad throw. And the Panthers are able to get the ball back here, forcing a punt. The intended receiver was Zach Horton over in between the bottom of the numbers and the hash mark. They've really tried to expedite that the, the passing game in that area thus far in the ballgame. Ryan Hansen on to punt the football. Nice spiraling kick. Jakari Carter backpedaling, and he's going to try to return it, and he got hit right when he got his hands on the football. Special teams... 
That was the safety, Chukwenike, Chris Chukwenike, on special teams, able to make the hit right away. Red Hat about to go on the field. National TV calling for a timeout, so we'll take it with them. Georgia State and James Madison tied at seven points apiece here early in the second quarter at Center Park Stadium, 11.27 to go here in quarter number two. Back after this timeout, 60-second break on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Center Park Credit Union Stadium this afternoon. We've got the 23rd ranked James Madison Dukes in town to play Georgia State 7-7 ball game. Today's game on the radio network made possible in part by the Georgia State University Bookstore offering a selection of Panther gifts and apparel, locations in the downtown Atlanta campus as well as campuses in Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody by the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs throughout the year to keep alumni in touch, informed, and involved online at alumni.gsu.edu and by Lou Saab Kia, exit 14 on Georgia 400. We're tied at seven here with 11.27 to go. Great job, Harper, by the Georgia State defensive unit on that last James Madison offensive possession. Yeah, it took a little bit of extra pressure to put them in a position where they were uncomfortable offensively, and I'm talking about their quarterback, Jordan McLeod. Jordan's had a pretty good game thus far. He's 8 for 11, 113 yards. He has one touchdown. He has one interception. His completion percentage is 73, uh, so pretty good job thus far, but we're able to force him out of the pocket. Really made a great play, or else he would have been sacked on second down. And Sam, if you don't mind, I'll just give you real quick. Darren Granger responds. He's five for seven with 44 yards, but he also has three carries for 32 yards and a touchdown. So both quarterbacks have played well. Down here behind the Georgia State defensive unit, energized is the word I'd say for this Georgia State defense. By the way, I mentioned it in the pregame. Congrats to Darren Granger. Davey O'Brien, national quarterback of the year award watch list he takes the snap they're gonna go ahead and fake the handoff Granger gonna keep it as Carroll comes to the near side Granger starts out running behind or around right tackle and is able to uh, he picks up six before being tackled by Francis Meehan second down and four Granger gonna throw the football far side caught to Leak Williams but he's buried by Chauncey Logan the minute he catches the football yeah, good job of anticipating there. 
think uh, Terrace Jones was one of the other guys. He's an outside linebacker, but uh, Chauncey Logan doing a good job of forcing that play. As soon as he saw the ball in the air, he came in and stopped that from going any further. Snap on third and five. Granger escapes the pocket. Got to throw off his back foot, and it's up. Caught Marcus Carroll. Oh, how did Darren get that off? That's a Georgia State first down. That's as crazy a release by Darren as the one that McLeod threw to the tight end on their last possession. And the Panthers pick up a huge first down 22 yards later. Well, if he's able to throw that ball just a little bit further, that's a touchdown because no one was going to catch Marcus, but it was a little bit behind him. Great effort. At the 40, Granger going to keep the football. Now running straight up the middle. And he runs right into number 27, the safety Jacob Thomas out of Ashburn, Virginia. But not before Darren runs for seven, and it's now second and three at the 47-yard line. Another opportunity for Darren. If he wanted to pitch it, he had Marcus off to his right-hand side. He decides to keep it, and in doing so, he gains, what, almost seven, eight yards there on that one. First down marker right at the 50-yard line. Granger going to throw. Got a man across the middle. It was intended for Jakari Carter. Got a flag on the play. Well, that'll be for targeting. It's a nice hit, in my opinion, by Francis yeah. Meehan, the safety. And Jakari is shaken up. Yeah, Jakari was totally exposed. Hands above his head. It was a high pass. He had to look back into the sun, so his concentration level... But he didn't hit him up about real high, so we're going to see what that is. The previous play is under review. Sports medicine head trainer Bob Murphy and his staff, along with Mike Siriano, strength and conditioning coach out there, tending to Jakari. And with the injury timeout, we'll go to a national television timeout on the radio network as well with 9.45 to go here in the second quarter in Atlanta, Georgia State 7, 23rd ranked James Madison 7. We're back in 60 seconds. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Opportunities, 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 opportunities. 97.5 Glory FM. When you make dinner somewhere. 9.45 to go here in the second quarter in a 7-7 ball game. They just announced that uh, 49 Francis Meehan did not target Jakari Carter, who's now back on the Georgia State sideline, so he can stay in the ball game. Have to agree with the officials there on that one. I don't think it was a target for two reasons. One, he hit him below the shoulder pads. It's really uh, kind of in the ribs. And, and Jakari gets up under his own power. Now he's going to go under the tent, I would imagine, or at least take some time to make sure he's okay you know you don't want him to have any ribs or you know uh, the the connectivity in your ribs that that there's not much that hurts more than when you can't breathe true but I, also here's I, another I think part he's of also i think he's actually in the huddle actually I, I'm, he well no he's gonna have to come out of play isn't he sam i mean he's in with the with the team i mean he's right there in the middle i'm seeing jakai's cradle and there's Kari yeah, right there i see him as him. well you're right yep I think he's going to have to sit out at least one play. 
But if nothing else, maybe just the wind knocked out of him. You know, it was a good hit, solid hit. Maybe so. I don't know if Sam Crenshaw or Dave Cohen going over the middle would have been able to tough that one out, but uh, Jakari's a tough man. He is that. After time, he popped right back up and jogged over to the huddle. And a game like this, you, you know it, Harper. You, you don't want to come out of this thing. <laughs> you want to be out here for this one. This game is just that big uh, for, for both programs, especially for Georgia State having them here on the home field. Now, the bad news of this play is that instead of getting a first down and a 15-yard penalty, is the Panthers will be looking at a third and three situation, ball at the 47-yard line. They have to get the right to midfield in order to get the first down. Well, they break from the huddle. Still about 10 seconds left to go in the TV timeout. Both teams on the field, though, ready for play to continue. Granger now out of the shotgun. The official gives the okay for play to resume. The Panthers now third down and three at the 47-yard line. Right to left across your radio dial here in the second quarter. 7-7 ball game. Granger going to take the snap. The option pitch ah. is going to Marcus Carroll, and they could not come close to converting on that one. Nice job defensively there by 19. The cornerback, D'Angelo Pons, out of West Park, Florida. He read that perfectly, and it's going to bring up fourth down now and six, and the Panthers' punt unit is going to have well, to come You run to the weak side, Dave, and you just there's nobody there to block, and two guys were coming at you, one coming at you and one coming at the running back, and then Darren pitched it so quickly that made it uh, a two-on-one situation on the wrong end of that scenario. The ratio didn't work out very favorably for the Panthers, and it'll force them to punt. Cade Loggins on to punt the football. Josh Surratt. It's a high spiraling kick. Surratt will call for the fair catch just inside the James Madison 15-yard line at the 13, and that is where Jordan McLeod and the purple and white of JMU will start with 8.58 to go here in the second quarter. We still got a 7-7 ball game, Georgia State and James Madison. Well, speaking of ball games, let's look at some others in the Sun Belt. Jonesboro, Arkansas sees Arkansas State at home against Louisiana, and they're ahead 20-10. to That ball game is at halftime. Uh, Old Dominion in the second quarter at home. Uh, they're ahead 7-3 against Coastal Carolina. 8.58 to go, the first snap. McLeod, as he gets hit, unleashes the football. Caught by Elijah Surratt, the sophomore out of Stafford, Virginia. That'll be a pickup of about six. It'll bring up second down and four. 8.45 on a turning clock here in Atlanta. Running back is Tyson Lawton. Well, another good example of Georgia State's three and sometimes four-man front being able to get through and hit McLeod. If that happens enough, I guarantee you that man's going to want to get rid of that ball a lot earlier. Snap coming up to McLeod on second and four. Dumps it right across the middle. Caught again by Surratt. That'll pick up the first down as he's across the 25 up to about the 27-yard line. And actually, I think they'll place it at the 26. I think the deep offense coordinator is agreeing with me in that. And that's Mike Shanahan. He's fifth year. He's been... Uh, with uh, Coach Signetti the entire five years that they've been here at James Madison. Shorter routes right now because of the pressure that the Panther defense is putting on their quarterback. Three wideouts here to the near side. Snap coming up on first down from their own 26. Surratt now goes in motion to the far side. So two and one. Here's the handoff. It's going to be a run play and nothing going there for Lawton. Jordan Benziel, great job of getting past the line of scrimmage again, causing a tackle for a loss. This one for almost two yards. 
Second down and 12 now for JMU. Ball at the 24-yard line. So from the 26, back two yards to the 24. Henry Bryant coming into the ball game. Along with Tylen Dunlap. Great to have Tylen back from an injury. And it's second down and 12. Just over seven minutes to go second quarter. Man in motion is Reggie Brown. McLeod's got all kinds of time across the middle of Phoenix Sproles. He holds on across the 40, and it's a JMU first down. Just shy of the 45-yard line. 20-yard pickup there. Deep crossing route right over the middle. From the 24 to the 44. 6.45 now to play second quarter. James Madison and Georgia State tied at 7. First down coming up. McLeod had plenty of time with that four-man rush and is able to take advantage of it. Now they're going to run it with Tyson. Lawton, Lawton getting to the outside. Broke one tackle. And gets run out of bounds. Boy, I don't know what you need to do to get a holding penalty around here, but uh, I'm going to guarantee you that Ronald Cooper coming up to the front was held and trying to make a play on the outside and was restricted from doing so. You usually throw the penalty if it's on the play side, but we didn't get one there. Ball at the James Madison 48-yard line. Second down at six coming up here for the Dukes. Back in the ball game is Latrell Palmer. First time actually we've seen him. We've seen Black. We've seen Lawton. Palmer now in a running back for the first time. It's out of Boyd's, Maryland. A six-foot, 220-pound senior running back. And we got a timeout called by JMU. Timeout. James Madison. Well, it is were, their first. They had a late. They had a late addition that they brought into the lineup, and the Panthers tried to counter that by bringing Corey Warren into the ball game. There just wasn't enough time on the clock. Georgia Power is the official energy sponsor of Georgia State Athletics. More about how, more ways to stay connected at Georgia Power. Com. The lights come on here at Center Park Stadium. Georgia State 7, James Madison 7. We'll take the media timeout with them back in 60 seconds here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusop Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Five minutes, 51 seconds to go second quarter. Georgia State, James Madison tied at seven. Each team missing a field goal with a doink off the right upright. Or we would potentially be at a 10-10 ball game, but instead a touchdown for each team. For Georgia State, Darren Granger, a 30-yard touchdown run on a seven-play drive in order to tie the football game after James Madison scored on their first 
offensive possession. Got a good one here. You like the situation you're in. Your defense has been playing well. Both defenses have been playing well. And then when you stop to think about it, I thought it was a devastating bad break for the Panthers when we, they had their doink and that bad field goal. I feel, oh, what are we going to do now? Because we needed that. We needed a score. But then when they get their first doink of the season, first miss. So special teams obviously coming into play. Punting, of course, and extra points and field goals. But, uh, yeah, we're still tied at seven with the number 23 ranked team in the country right now. And I think our offense has done well, but there are some mistakes that they have made, especially on the last play call that we had where it's third and short, and we run to the short side of the field and aren't able to get the first down. A couple times you're going to want that ball back, and next time you get it, hopefully take advantage of those situations and be able to turn them into first downs and ultimately into points. All right, coming out of the media timeout. James Madison with the football, second and six coming up from their own 48-yard line. Again, Latrell Palmer, the running back in the ballgame. They're going to fake the handoff. McLeod going to roll out, got a man across the middle, and that is Elijah Surratt. Brought down just shy of the 45-yard line. It's a JMU first down. Well, they give him progress to the 45, so, yes, that is a first down for them. Nice rollout intended. Basically, you're going to have a play fake, but he didn't even make the fake. McLeod didn't do it to the running back. He was able to buy himself some extra time and get the first down at the 45. At the Georgia State 45, here's McLeod, right hash, near side. Snap out of the shotgun. He's going to look to throw the football again. Releases it. He's about to get hit. He gets it to Palmer, who's running a crossing route. Palmer just inside the 45-yard line at the 42 Makes the catch, holds on, and gets run out of bounds by John Trey Hunter. John Trey doing a nice job of staying with him and getting him down the first time. And Ricardo Williams, the nose tackle, ended up with McLeod. Uh, meet and greet. They won't be exchanging Thanksgiving holiday messages, but uh, doing a good job. Kevin Swint did here as well. We're glad he's back in the ballgame. Just over four to go here in the second quarter. Second and seven, 42-yard line. McLeod. Now he's going to hand a football off to Palmer. Broke a tackle. Trying to get out to the left side beyond the line. He gets completely run into the turf by Jordan Venzial. Also on the play there defensively for Georgia State, Corey Warren, the defensive end, the transfer from Coastal Carolina. Shamar McCollum now coming onto the field for the Panthers. Third down and five coming up for the JMU Dukes. So far today, they are two for four on their third down opportunities. They're going to stick three wide over here to the near side, including Brown and Surratt, as well as the tight end, Zach Horton. Here's the snap on third down. Quick release. Got a man. Surratt sidestepping tackles, and he's got enough for the first down. They'll give it to him at the 33, so pick up a seven. Just a quick little slant. Again, if he has to hold on to the ball, McLeod has had some trouble here getting the ball down deep because of the pressure. So much quicker release point, shorter routes by everybody. First down there for the Dukes. First down, they place the ball at the Georgia State 33-yard line. 7-7 game here as we get late in the second quarter. McLeod out of the shotgun takes the snap. They're going to put the ball in the air again. McLeod going to roll out near side. Pressure coming, and he will just throw it out of bounds. 
Quarterback is outside the pocket. The ball would be on the line of scrimmage. Jabaro Edwards doing a very quick job of saying that there was no reason to throw a penalty flag there. He gave the reasons why. Again, good pressure from within. Panthers rushing four. And Jordan Venzel, who was in coverage when he saw that McLeod tried to escape from his deeper positioning guarding uh, against the pass, ends up crossing the line of scrimmage and forcing that, that ball out a little bit earlier. Second down and 10, ball at the 33. McLeod now going to run that football. They're going to be a run play here with Tyson Lawton. Lawton runs like a big, big, powerful fullback. Off right tackle inside the 25, down just shy of the 20-yard line. Another first down here for James Madison. Now that's a tough cookie to bring down. And I'll tell you what, Gavin Pringle doing a fantastic job. While he was engaged with the wide receiver, was still able to make a play. But getting to the outside, they've done a good job of that, has James Madison. Most of their success in the running game has been to the outside. So another first down, this time to the Georgia State 22-yard line. Two and a half minutes to go here in quarter number two. Still tied at seven. Lawton in motion. McLeod fakes the handoff. Now he's going to dump it off to Lawton over on the flat. And Lawton lowers that right shoulder. Runs into Tai Chi Leach. Gets knocked down. That'll be good for about three or four yards. And it will bring up second down and six. They'll give him four. They'll... Place the ball at the Georgia State 18-yard line. Might have been 25, Jeremiah Johnson, not 29. Well, once again, they try to go down the field when they don't like what they see. They drop it off to someone in the flats, and they're able to pick up a few extra yards. Georgia State going to call timeout. Timeout. Georgia State. It is their first of the half. So Sean Elliott going to use a 30-second timeout, but here comes the red hat, and that's going to lead us into a national TV radio network timeout with 1.52 to go. Georgia State 7, 23rd-ranked James Madison 7. And we're back at 60 seconds from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State Blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. <laughs> Glory FM. Second down and six coming up for James Madison. They've got the ball at the Georgia State 18-yard line. This afternoon's game on the radio network presented by Center Park Credit Union, Ticketsmarter.com, Northside Hospital, and Coke Zero. We thank them for their support of Georgia State University football. They've seen a good game thus far, Georgia State and... James Madison tied at seven here with 152 left to go in the first half. 
have to admit, James Madison's looking good right now. Sam, this uh, this drive right here has progressed. I won't say slowly, but surely, but uh, pretty doggone close to that. And don't call me Shirley. No, he won't do that. But I tell you what, um, the quarterback has found a way to get the ball out a little early. You mentioned that uh, a little while back. Shorter routes, getting the ball out quicker because of the Georgia State pressure uh, that have had throughout this first half. Got to find a way to still get some pressure on him here to get down uh, close to scoring area. So uh, that's the thing that's happened with this Georgia State defense. And Coach Sean Elliott just want to get a timeout to break the goal with some things with everybody, huddle everybody up, dot some eyes, cross some T's, see if we can't hold these guys out of the end zone. Barbara, while we got a minute, shout out to your friend and mine, Bill Reeves, not able to be with us at the stadium today. Got a text from his lovely wife, Sue Reeves. He's in the hospital. Nothing too serious, but uh, just wanted to give Bill and Sue a shout out. If they're not here, we know they're listening or watching. But we would rather they be here, but can't yeah, be here today. They're as faithful as uh, the old Labrador Retriever, right? They are wonderful folks for Georgia State football and the athletic program in general. And we're sorry to hear the Bills in the hospital. Speedy recovery and prayers with you and Sue Bowl. Longtime Georgia State Panther fans, big part of the program. But Bill great. will always spend time telling me stories about how important Georgia State was for his career and his education and being able to get where he needed to be in his life. All right, inside of two minutes to go, second and six, ball at the Georgia State 18-yard line. Here's the snap to McLeod. He's got time. He's going to dump it off, and it's caught by Lawton, the running back, and he goes out of bounds. It looks like at the 12. That'd be about a, that's a first down. It'd be about a six-yard pickup, which is right what they needed. I mean, he was right at the first down marker. Yep. And another opportunity out in the flats that they're taking advantage of. There's not much open in the middle of the field, but uh, when you get, you can't protect everything. And what they're doing is, is uh, they're finding open guys out there between the bottom of the numbers and the sideline. Snap on first down. They're going to look to run the football. It's going to be a keeper here by McLeod at the 10. He stops, now cuts, gets close to the 5. And dives ahead at the 5. That's where they're going to put the football. He was stopped there by John Trey Hunter. Well, it wasn't Barry Sanders' stop, but, he, boy, he came to a screeching halt and took three Panthers that were going towards the sideline. Every one of them missed him, and he breaks it back into the inside for an extra couple of yards and a pickup to the five-yard line. Tyson Lawton stays in a running back ball right at the Georgia State five. Snap on the way to McLeod, and they're going to hand it off. No, they're not. It's going to be a keeper by McLeod. He will run off right tackle into the end zone. That's a JMU touchdown. So far, the only score here in the second quarter with a minute, nine seconds to go is going to be a quarterback keeper touchdown run by Jordan McLeod. And that's his fifth rushing touchdown of the season. And James Madison back on top here, 13-7. to McLeod ends up faking that run pass option to his back and decides to keep it. And when he does, the outside edge. Now, they didn't have a tight end on that side, but the, they ran to the short side. Here's the extra point. Camden Wise right through the uprights. And JMU back on top here with a minute nine to go, 14-7. McLeod doing a good job of reading his own number and being able to call it. Harper, that's a long drive there, 15 plays. Yeah. 86 yards. And almost eight minutes off the clock, 7.49 to be exact. So that's exactly what you want to do when you're in a position where you can take the lead 
and you leave only a minute nine seconds and two timeouts for Georgia State. And the way their kicker boomed it, at least on the opening kickoff, uh, if he hits it with anywhere close to that, it'd be 75 yard field is what we're looking at for the Panthers. But McLeod was averaging 3.8 yards per carry. He had 55 carries coming into the ball game, a total of 210 yards rushing. You have to take away those sack yards that he would have. And that, as Dave said, that adding to his total, he now has five touchdowns on the season as a ball carrier. So with just a minute nine to go, Connor Madden set to kick it away. Talik Williams standing back at the Georgia State five. It's a booming end over end kick. Talik is going to signal for the fair catch. And it will come out to the 25. Ball be placed at the 25-yard line. But again, only a minute nine to go. Now trailing by a touchdown here late in the first half. Here's where you hope that you have enough of a offensive line protection enabled. You keep some of these guys, what, 37 sacks that they've got. Jalen Green hasn't been able to get to the quarterback yet. Let's keep him away from him right now. So here's Darren Granger going with an empty backfield. Ball from the 25-yard line. Here's the snap. Five wide total. Darren going to step up. Got plenty of room. He's going to tuck the ball and run up across the 30-yard line. He'll go out at about the 31. That's a great play by Darren for two reasons. One, he was able to make something as the pocket was collapsing. And two, he's able to get the ball out of bounds. He only picked up six, but he was able to take it out of bounds and save a timeout for the Panthers. Only used up seven seconds, a minute two to go. And a ball at the 31. Granger going to look to run the football again. There was no play, question about that play. Cut to his cut to his right, then back to his left. By that time, there's too many white jerseys there, yeah. and Darren has nowhere to go. I hope he throws it away in the future for that, you know, just to save some extra time. Quickly back up on the ball with inside of a minute to go. Granger looking. Got time. No, he doesn't. And now he doesn't. He had time. He had time right up until Mikhail Kamara, the redshirt sophomore, was able to make a shoestring tackle around the ankles. And now uh, JMU is going to call timeout. They're delighted timeout. over there on that side of the field. James Madison able to get their uh, second of the half. Malik Kamara with it will be with that seconds. sack. Thirty-second timeout. That'll give us time as we approach the top of the hour. Stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. From Atlanta, you're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. On 97.5 Glory FM, we are WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. Your radio station for Georgia State Football. Well, a possible short field, Dave, depending on the punt. And one timeout with 20, 28 seconds. Let's hope we can burn probably 10. If you get a, a short kick that rolls, you could be, be able to take 10 seconds off the clock. That was a quick three and out. Here's Cade Loggins, the sidewinder. That's going to take a big Georgia State bounce, and it will be fielded at the 31. On the return is run. Surratt, and Surratt up the far sideline across midfield into Georgia State territory across the 45. 
even if they don't have enough time for a touchdown attempt of which they might have won, you don't want to put them in field goal range. Yeah, you take 30, well, 13 seconds off the clock. There's now 15. They do have a timeout. And they're one or two plays away, like you said, Dave, being able to get inside the 30 for a possible field goal attempt. Well, they are, where they're placing the chains, are a lot further back than I thought they were. But still take over at the 47-yard line. Yeah. Surratt must have been out of bounds earlier than I thought that he was. 47 in Panther territory. 15 seconds. One timeout. McLeod out of the shotgun, standing on the Panther head center field. Three steps back, and he will throw the ball in the turf. That'll stop the clock at 11 seconds. Well, you run all the receivers on the right-hand side down the field and away, and then you run a quick little screen to the left-hand side. That was very well read there by the Panthers. Jam, you're going to take their third and final timeout. Quickly down to Sam Crenshaw. Sam, I don't like what I see. Bob Murphy and his staff going out to tend to Kevin Swint. Yeah, we don't like to see that. We, we, we found out he was going to be able to play today, and it was a game-time decision. It's been great to see him out there. Now, now you want to see just what the injury is. You staff sitting on the field, and they're asking them questions. Meanwhile, for halftime, uh, Chandler Sullivan is here. And uh, his team played Thursday night, so he's, he'll spend some time with me at halftime. If we got some time to talk with him, and... Kevin Swin is back up, and he's walking off the field on his own power. That's good to see. Uh, now let's see what the treatment may be if he is able to return to play in the second half. Sam, that sounds great. We'll schedule you with Chandon, who's now a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. See him standing right over there by the bench. And we'll get to him right out of the uh, first timeout, out of our halftime break. We've only got 11 seconds to go. As Swint walks on his own accord back over to the Georgia State sideline. Here's the snap on the way to McLeod. And movement along the line. Here come the flags. Well, Georgia State's going to say that there was some flinching going on James Madison's False side. False start. Offense, number one. Five-yard penalty, second down. I thought it was their left tackle, but it turns out it's their wide receiver, Reggie Brown, senior. That drops him back at the 48-yard line into Panther territory. Doesn't take any additional time off the clock. And because that timeout was assessed basically for an injury, it allows James Madison to keep that one left, one timeout that they have remaining here in the half. All right, 11 seconds to go, second and 15. Here's the snap to McLeod. Pressure coming, and now he's going to tuck it and run. He's going to run to the far sideline, get chased out of bounds by 45, Jordan Jones. And that'll leave only five seconds on the clock remaining. Well, good job by Jordan. He was inside linebacking, and then as the ball was snapped, he decided to spy. He and center Tanner Morris had a little exchange there for a second, but he was able to push him out of bounds, or McLeod, that is. Uh, he gets across into Panther territory, stops the clock, but really there's not much left to do and they're so far away while well, they're going to call a timeout they had a little confusion with timeout. a couple of receivers that came onto the field James late Madison. it will be 30 seconds so 30 second timeout dukes facing a third and 11 with only five seconds to go you know we gave a shout out to bill and sue reeves also wanted to mention during this timeout georgia state athletics 
this week mourning the loss of longtime fan and former Georgia State basketball player, the first scholarship Georgia State basketball player, Jim Adams, unfortunately passed away this past Monday in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Big, big part of the Georgia State athletic program back from the early days, not only as a player on the basketball team, but... He said he was the first scholarship basketball player. Wow. And, and also was a longtime member of the Georgia State Athletic Board of Directors. So oh, my goodness. Sorry to hear that news no about kidding. Jim. Here's the snap to McLeod. McLeod going to step up in the pocket. He's got all day. Nobody is near him. He's going to throw towards the end zone. Ball is up in the air, and it's knocked down. Everybody on the edge of their seats for that final play that sees the ball go in the air and knock to the turf. And that'll lead us into the locker room at halftime. Georgia State trailing 23rd-ranked James Madison, 14-7. Well, you're right about all that time. He was just looking for a spot where he could get his feet set. McLeod was. It was going to be a Hail Mary. He prefers to throw it to the left-hand side, three receivers. But really, that ball was thrown kind of where the hash mark is on the left side. And thankfully, it gets knocked away by the Panther defense. Good news is we're only down by seven. The bad news is that... They won the toss to James Madison. They decided to defer, and they'll get the ball to start the second half. But we'll have stats, and we'll have a great interview with Jandon here coming up in just a couple minutes. All right, our Panther halftime show comes your way next. Sam Crenshaw going to get with former Panther great, now Pittsburgh Steeler, Jandon Sullivan on the other side of this timeout. Right now, James Madison 14, Georgia State 7 here at halftime. We're back with our Panther halftime show from Center Park Stadium after this two-minute timeout here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED induct air purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the alumni office at 404-413-2190. Your radio station for Georgia State football, 97.5. 
Glory FM, online at WGTJRadio.com. Up next, it's the Halftime Show with Dave Cohen and Harper LaBelle. This is the Panthers Halftime Report. A look at the first half and what's ahead for the Panthers. Now, Dave Cohen. All right, we're back here on Panther Halftime Show. 14-7, Georgia State trailing 23rd-ranked James Madison. Going to send it back down to the sideline. And standing by with uh, former Panther great, now Pittsburgh Steeler, Shannon Sullivan, is Sam Crenshaw. Sam? Yeah, we're here with Shannon Sullivan. Always great to see him uh, back at Georgia State. You guys played Thursday night, so we're able to get back home. Yes, sir. I'm glad to come home. You know, I was sad I missed homecoming, but scheduling worked out, and I was able to come back and see him play. Hopefully they can pull out a win today. Going up against an under, uh, uh, undefeated, nationally ranked team on your home field. That is so big for the Georgia State program. It's very big. You know, uh, hopefully they can pull it out. You know what I'm saying? I think they got the talent. I think they got the coach, and I think they got everything they need to pull it out in the second half. So we'll see what happens. Six and two at this stage of the season. I mean, yo, yo, you guys didn't get to do that. What's it meant to see Georgia State team be bowl eligible already? It's crazy. You know, I never got to see that six and two, and they're already bowl eligible with so much in front of them. You know, they can easily win the division, I feel like, and feel like they can win today. So I'm just hoping they pull it out and uh, get the respect nationally that we deserve. You know, we've came such a long way in the last, you know, decade or whatever you would say. So I'm just hoping they can pull it out. Yep, doing that. Thoughts about yourself now. Now, now playing with Pittsburgh up there with Mike Tomlin. How you liking things with, with that team? And you're in the AFC. You've been in the NF NFC throughout your whole career. Like I said, it's a different brand of football. I feel like it's way more physical in the AFC, especially the AFC North. Really? Uh, we're sitting in a good position. We're five and three right now with everything in front of us. So uh, we're just going to take it one day at a time, and hopefully we can make it to the playoffs and make the run we deserve. What do you tell guys who uh, say, man, you, you, you made it. You made it to the National Football League from a program that was a very young program, didn't have a bit of a big reputation of whatnot, but you come in and you made it and you've had staying power uh, in the National Football League. What do you tell people who, who ask you about that? I'm just so grateful. You know, coming to Georgia State, it was a new program when I got here and to see how far it's developed. It's done everything I thought it should do. And uh, to be in the NFL still here in year six, uh, coming in as an undrafted free agent, it's just a blessing. You know, I'm still hungry. I'm still focused. And uh, hopefully I can just be an example to any other kids that's following me or watching me that you can make it to. So. You turned into one of those guys at camp that the, the new guys come in and they kind of hang out with you. They kind of ask you a lot of questions. For sure. You know, uh, I've been through a lot. You know, it's pretty much – I haven't. it's nothing I haven't seen already in the NFL. Yeah. Just coming in undrafted, you know, being on multiple teams. Uh, you know, I'm just blessed to be in the position. I'm still starting. I'm still playing. I'm still healthy. So it's a blessing. So. Fantastic, fantastic. Also about your team, you said you guys are off to a good start. What's the key to you guys doing well the rest of the season? And of course, Coach Tomlin always finds a way to have a winning team. But just talk about you know, being a part of that and you know what you guys are going to take what's going to take for you. Just hopefully we continue to stay healthy, uh, continue to run the ball, stop the run, and create turnovers on defense. I feel like that's our key to success, and uh, that's what's been working for us. So hopefully we keep it up. Watching you guys out here today, what do you think they need to do second half? I don't know what Coach is saying in the locker room. What, what would you be telling them? Just continue to take care of the ball and on offense, just be aggressive, continue to find, you know, holes in the defense, make the plays, and on defense, obviously stop them. And we'll, we'll get the win. I'm confident. All right. That's Chandon. So always great to have you home. For sure. Thank you for having me. All right. Back upstairs. All right. Thanks to Chandon, and uh, great job, Sam. As uh, the Panthers are in the locker room right now, Harper, a 14-7 deficit here to a, a pretty good James Madison football team. A couple of missed field goals won by each team, but only down a touchdown right now. Yeah, it's going to take a super effort in the second half because 
there were some mistakes that I think each team kind of made in the first half where they go, whew, well, we got away with that one. But that last touchdown drive that you want to do now? You want to do the stats right now? Let's uh, look at the first half stats. I thought we were going to take a little commercial break and buy ourselves some free time, but that's all right. 14-7 is the score. James Madison had 17 carries, 67 yards on the ground. They passed for 172. So in the 39 plays that they had, 239 total yards. They only punted one time. Uh, They didn't have any fumbles. The ball did hit the ground on one occasion. They had two penalties for a total of 10 yards. Their time of possession almost doubled that of Georgia State. They had the ball for 19 minutes and 18 seconds as opposed to the 10 minutes and 42 seconds that Georgia State had. Day's favorite ratio is the third down conversion. They were three of six in the first half. James Madison was led by Tyson Lawton, seven carries for 32 yards. Jordan McLeod, their quarterback, had five carries for 26 yards and a touchdown. And Kalen Black was one of the other leading rushers for them. They had He had four carries for seven yards. Jordan McLeod, their quarterback, had 16 completions out of 22 attempts. He had 172 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and he was sacked one time. Jalen Walker, linebacker, had six tackles for them, and Aiden Fisher had three. He and Jalen Green both had three for the JMU Dukes. Now looking at the good guys, Georgia State, with seven points in the first half, 18 carries for 70 yards. That's already, what, close to 30 yards above what the average is that James Madison gives up. Only 66 yards in the air. We were 7 of 10 in terms of our passing. A total offense in 28 plays, we had 136 yards. We punted four times. We averaged 37 yards. I mentioned the time of possession earlier, only 10 minutes and 42 seconds. We were 1 of 7 on third down, so that's going to have to improve. And then on fourth down, we were one of one. Darren Granger was our leading rusher. He had eight carries for 46 yards and a touchdown. Marcus Carroll had 10 carries for 24 yards. Darren Granger, again, seven for 10 for 66 yards. He was sacked one time. Leading receiver was Marcus Carroll. He had three catches for 30 yards. The longest of that uh, of those being the 15-yarder that he had there along the sideline just before the end of the half. Talik Williams had... Two catches for 18 yards. Robert Lewis had one for 14. Jakari Carter had one for four yards. Cade Logan, again, four punts. He averaged 37 yards. His longest was 40, and one of those was inside the 20. John Trey Hunter was our leading tackler with five. Bryquise Brown and Jeremiah Johnson had four each, and Isaiah Guy had three, and that's a look at the first half statistics. All right. 14-7, 14-7, Georgia State trailing here at home to 23rd-ranked James Madison. More of our Panther halftime show. we got first-half audio highlights. Harper is back to check the conference uh, scoreboard in the Sun Belt. Got a busy day in Sun Belt Conference football, all that and more. Coming up as we continue on our Panther halftime show, we're back after this two-minute timeout here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. 
What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Your radio station for Georgia State football. Panther halftime show continuing here from Center Park Credit Union Stadium. James Madison leading Georgia State by a 14-7 lead. It seems to start earlier and earlier every year, but we're back on the radio Monday night from the Curb Events Center in Nashville as Georgia State basketball opens up the 23 uh, season. They're going to take on the Belmont Bruins, and we're back on our flagship 88.5 FM WRAS Monday night pregame at 7:15, tip off at 7:30. Harper, we got so much crossover in sports now. Everybody's playing right now. You can barely enjoy the World Series. You got the National Football League. You got college football. You got the National Hockey League. You got the NBA throw in college basketball that's about to start nascar everybody's playing everybody's doing something uh, except maybe nope that would be nobody maybe uh college baseball that's going to start in 2024 well, but well, in actually, the meanwhile they, you, you they've get, been playing inter-squad scrimmages if you follow them on twitter or x or x or x or, yeah, yeah which i know you're not on social media no, anyway i'm foreign to that yeah 14 7 our scores our halftime show continues Made possible in part by the Georgia State University Bookstore locations downtown, the downtown Atlanta campus, as well as Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Also by the Georgia State University Alumni Association and Lusab Kia, exit 14 on Georgia 400. JMU won the coin toss as we begin our audio highlights segment of our Panther halftime show. And uh, Georgia State, uh, not a lot going, basically a three and out on their first possession because JMU won the coin toss. They deferred. Panthers got the ball to open the football game. Couldn't put anything together offensively. And the first time James Madison's offense comes on the field, they put together a four-play drive. They go 58 yards. And Jordan McLeod, the, the quarterback, scores on a 17-yard touchdown pass to Cedartown, Georgia's Taji Hudson. Time of the drive was two, th- uh, two minutes and four seconds. And the PAT was good uh, by Camden Wise. And the... James Madison Dukes early jump out to a 7-0 lead. Now the next time Georgia State gets the football, they really put together a nice drive, a seven-play drive of their own, big play on a fourth and two. And uh, on the seventh play, 
Darren Granger with the ball at the 30-yard line takes the snap and tucks it and runs on this play. Ball right at the 30-yard line. Here's the snap to Granger. Darren going to tuck and run. He's got it. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. That's a running touchdown for Darren Granger. 7-6 to six here at Center Park Stadium. Granger had a huge hold right up the middle after first cutting in behind left tackle. He took it right to the house. Sixth rushing touchdown of the season for the Georgia State quarterback. PAT was good. James Madison and Georgia State at that point tied at seven. Bright Keith Brown had this play, the biggest play defensively for Georgia State. An interception returned it to the 22. Step up, got a man pick. Bright Keith Brown interception at the 40. Turning back the other way, 45-40, 35-30. And Bright Keith will get dragged down and dragged out of bounds inside the 25-yard line. Big, big play defensively by Georgia State quarterback Bright Keith Brown. They ran him out of bounds at the 22. Panthers could not convert it into any points, certainly not a touchdown. And then Liam Rickman missed on a 33-yard field goal that hit the right upright and doinked out, and the Panthers came away with nothing after the interception. That was the way the first quarter would end, 7-7. Second quarter, the only score, Jordan McLeod, a a five-yard touchdown run, capping a 15-play, 86-yard drive. Time of the drive, 7 minutes and 49 seconds. They ate up quite a bit of clock. PAT was good by Wise, and James Madison took a 14-7 lead into the locker room at halftime. And that is where we are, the second half. Just around the corner here from Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Teams beginning to emerge from their locker rooms. And we're back with second half action from Center Park Stadium after this two-minute timeout here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. I'm Brooke with Conditioned Ear Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedearsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Lusab Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 
Panther fans, this is Georgia State football head coach Sean Elliott. Follow the Panthers all season here on 97.5 Glory FM WGTJ. Back here at Center Park Stadium in Atlantis, 14-7 Georgia State trailing 23rd ranked James Madison. Well, let's take a look at some scoreboard here from the Sun Belt Conference in a game that took place earlier in the week. The, two, the Thursday night game, excuse me, from Troy, Alabama. Troy ends up beating South Alabama 28-10. Troy is now 4-1 in the Sun Belt in the Western Conference. Games that are going on right now currently, Appalach- or excuse me, Arkansas State has taken care of uh, a deficit that they were ahead at halftime and they just scored a few moments ago, so they're still up by 10. They're up 27-17 against Louisiana. Louisiana 2-2 two two in the Sun Belt, as is Arkansas State. Old Dominion in Virginia at home. They're ahead 7-6 against Coastal Carolina. That game is just starting in the third quarter. In the second quarter, uh, just a few seconds before halftime, Southern Miss with the 17-0 lead. All of their points were in the first quarter, but they're taking on University of Louisiana Monroe. And coming out of San Marcos, Texas, Texas State is ahead 7-3 against Georgia Southern. Now, they had the ball inside the 10-yard line, did Texas State. I'm wondering if they had a turnover because uh, they were going to get a field goal at least out of this, but it's still 7-3. Georgia Southern has the ball right now. There's 6.41 left to go in the first quarter. So that's catching you up with Sunbelt coverage. And now Georgia State is ready to kick off here to James Madison. All right, Braden McAllister, the transfer from Charlotte, handling kickoffs today. They've alternated that spot with Isaac Kone, the freshman from Decatur. But here we go. D.J. Barksdale back deep here to the near side for the Panthers. Georgia State trailing at 14-7 here as the third quarter is underway here at Center Park Stadium. Barksdale backpedaling into the end zone he'll take a knee on the g in georgia state and a ball going to come out to the 25 yard line and uh again james madison won the coin toss and deferred so they get the ball to start the second half imperative for the defense to come out and really bow up and and not give up any points here early in the quarter yeah you've already got pressure to catch up anyways but two touchdowns obviously a much more surmountable goal that James, James Madison would love to have, but uh, Panther defense now set with the task of keeping them in the ballgame. All right, starting the second half is the running back, Tyson Lawton. And Lawton is going to run straight ahead. Maybe got to the 26. We'll see where they place the football. Looks like it'll be up to the 27. Second down and eight coming up here for JMU. Yep, second down and eight. Ball spotted at the 27-yard line. JMU left to right here in quarter number three. Sproles, the wideout, goes in motion out of the far side. Two to the left, one wideout here near side and Reggie Brown. Here's the snap. And they're going to hand it off to Tyson Lawton. He runs so strong, and he's going to pick up that first down. Big well, gap between the left guard and left tackle. And he just, as soon as he sees it, he just jets right through it to pick up nearly 10 yards on the play. 5-9, redshirt senior transfer from Stony Brook. Runs like a big, powerful fullback. Picks up that first down. The ball placed at the 37-yard line. First down coming up here for JMU. Brown the wideout near side. 
Surratt to the far left. Now Lawton goes in motion. They're going to throw across the middle. Caught by the tight end, Zach Horton. His second catch of the ball game. 12 catches on the season. And that's good for a seven-yard gain. Second down and three coming up now at the 44-yard line. Horton was off the line of scrimmage on the right-hand side next to his right tackle. Just runs in that little zone area over the middle of the ball. Doesn't take him but just maybe two seconds to get there, and the ball was out by McLeod seven yards later, second and short. Now he's on the left side. Ball at the 44. And now Horton goes in motion here to the near side. Snap from the left hash. McLeod going to look to throw the football. Unleashes as he gets hit. Intended for Reggie Brown right down the middle. Good coverage by Keith Brown. The ball lands on the turf. Overthrown, actually. And once again, McLeod, Harper, throwing off his back heel as he's about to get hit. Yeah, he got knocked down as he was releasing that ball. But good coverage. I was watching Bryquees. I was watching this play progress in the backfield. And I tell you what, there was a chance for him to actually go over and try to knocked that ball away with his left hand but he ended up reading where the football was and not making any play on it at all knowing that it was going to be an overthrow three for six on third downs that's what they're facing right now third and three from their own 44 yard line left hash mcleod quick throw and it's caught by surratt who slides right at the 50 yard line they convert and move the sticks, ball right at midfield at the 50-yard line. That was a quick snap and quick throw. Yeah, I don't think he even got the laces. As soon as he basically received the football, he was ready to throw it. Surratt just running a quick little slant route from the slot position. He was uh, somewhere between the top of the numbers and the hash mark. Goes three steps, turns, the ball's in his hand. He slides down, he gets the first down ball at the 50. So first down right at midfield, Horton in motion near side. Snap on the way to McLeod, and he's going to fake the handoff. McLeod's going to run it off left tackle up across the Georgia State 45 down to about the 42-yard line. Nice run on the keeper there by McLeod. They're doing a great job here of taking advantage. Over the course of the season, they're averaging 4.1, 4.4 yards per carry, and depending on who's carrying it, but now they're getting seven, and, uh, you know, all of the – first down carries that they've got has been second and short here in this drive second down and three ball at the 43 yard line snap on the way to McLeod here it comes and it's going to be a run there by Latrell Palmer did the ball pop loose he got spun around but he held on to it Dave Palmer does hold on the senior out of Boyd's Maryland Taking another look. He did get spun around, and that ball almost came loose. He was able to hold on. Yeah, he did a good job of getting that other hand on it. Forward progress was just outside the 40-yard line as they're moving into Panther territory. He needed to get to the 40, so it's third down and short right now. Third down at about a yard. They bring in Tyson Lawton. Here's the snap. Going to hand it. Now it's going to be a keeper by McLeod, 25, uh, 35-30, 25-20. McLeod gets to the far sideline, Harper, but a flag thrown back inside well, the 20-yard line. several flags, and they didn't give the Panthers an opportunity to get their player off the field. I think it was McCollum. Defense. The result of the play is a first down. The penalty will be declined. First down. So a penalty against Georgia State. Yeah, we had 12 guys on the field. We were trying to get the, an extra body off. We've been kind of trotting guys on and off all throughout the course of the ball game. 
but McCollum, as the play was being set in by the umpire, was uh, late to come off, and both officials were able to see it, but all for naught, they negate it, and uh, ball's at the 13. After the penalty, here's the snap, and they're going to go ahead and hand the ball off to Tyson Lawton. Tries to run off left tackle. Picked up maybe two on the play. And it will bring up second down and eight. That's going to put James Madison at the Georgia State 11-yard line. And Well, what is happening is exactly what a, I kind of warned against. A long, sustained drive that if it ends up with points, it's going to put us down two touchdowns. And they're approaching five minutes here on the possession. Their first one was only two minutes. And uh, the last one that they scored a touchdown one was almost eight minutes. Tight end goes in motion. Here's McLeod. Got all the time in the world. Steps up in the pocket. Now he's going to tuck it and run, and he will do a somersault ahead to the maybe the 10-yard line, 10 or 11, which if he got to the 11, would right, right back at the line of scrimmage. Well, good coverage there by the Panthers defensively, forcing McLeod to look elsewhere. Second, third receiver that they're looking for, and Jordan Benzel doing a nice job of just sticking his arm out as he was trying to put pressure on the quarterback just to get him down. Third down and eight, ball at the 11, so McLeod got right back to the line of scrimmage. Tyson Lawton, big powerful running back, lines up just to the left of McLeod. Now he'll shift to the right on third and eight. Here's the snap to McLeod, he'll dump it off. Oh Lawton boy. at the 10, at the five, and he will walk it in for the touchdown. There was nobody over here on the near side. Closest Panther was Bright Keys Brown, and. He wasn't anywhere near close enough, and it's now 20-7, to 7, James Madison. Well, we bought blitzers up the middle, whether it be linebackers or safeties. I know that it was uh, number 29, Ty G. Leach, that uh, vacated the middle of the field in order to put pressure on, but again, they go out to the flats, and they find that there's not a lot of coverage out there by the Panther defense. They find the opening, and they're able to get an 11-yard touchdown. 11-yard touchdown pass. Here's the PAT. That kick is up, and it is good. So Tyson Lawton, his fifth touchdown of the season, and it's now a 21-7 ball game. We'll give you the drive stats on the other side of the timeout. 60-second break here with 9.19 to go in quarter number three here in Atlanta. 21-7, Georgia State trailing James Madison. Back in 60 seconds on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's another hit from the Breathe Easies. Don't smoke in the house. Don't smoke in the house. Don't smoke around the kids. In the house. Don't smoke in the car. Don't smoke in the house. Don't break my heart. Preventing asthma attacks can be as simple as making your home and car smoke-free zones. For more Breathe Easy tips to help stop asthma attacks, go to noattacks.org. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations. 11-play drive, 75 yards, 5 minutes and 41 seconds. Ending with an 11-yard touchdown pass to Tyson Lawton over here on the near side. He literally walked into the end zone the final five yards. Yeah, Lawton doing a good job of running the ball. He He's now their second leading rusher. He has 46 yards on the ground, but finding an open area. 
and he and McLeod hook up for that touchdown in the flat. Again, there was nobody out there to get him. We were putting pressure right up the middle. We were trying to force the ball out early, but uh, we forgot to defend the flats, and it came back to haunt us on that particular drive. A couple times they were able to go out there. Sam Crenshaw, I'm not going to say this is a big possession, but it is a big possession. we got to get ourselves back in the ballgame. Absolutely. It's just what, uh, just like Dave said, uh, what you didn't need to happen to come out of the locker room, have a long drive and get points on the board. But that's what, just what James Madison has done to start this second half. We talked about their running back uh, at the top of the broadcast. The fact that while he was a leading rusher, he only had one rushing touchdown. Now you see why. He's very versatile and very capable. He runs hard, but he can finish with the pass, and we just saw it. All right, down to nine minutes, 19 seconds to go here in the third. I think you're right. This possession for Georgia State is huge. Got to come away with points. Down 21-7 right now. Early here in quarter number three. You get the feeling James Madison, one of those teams, they're, they're not 8-0 no because they can't score. They average 32 points a game right now. They're at 21. Georgia State averages about 32. 31, 32 points. Well, they give up 20 a game, and they've so far less than half of that with Georgia State only with uh, one score. But I, you, you notice that it's a very business-like atmosphere on the other side of the field. They, they act like they've been there before, and, you know, they're not a whole lot of jumping around. They're happy. They're successful. Here's the kick, Dave. Fair catch signaled for by Talik Williams. Awarded fair catch will be placed at the 25-yard line. Well, they're doing well. They're rewarding themselves. They've got enthusiasm, don't get me wrong, but it's not like this is new for them. They act like they've been there before, and, uh, you know, they're playing like conference championship capable. Now it's our job to match that and get ourselves back in the ballgame. First out from the 25, right to left across your radio dial. It's going to be Granger and the handoff to Marcus Carroll, some miscommunication going on there. Mikhail Kamara got in there and was disruptive. The Panthers, do they they, lo- they lose five yards. It's second down and 15. Ball placed back at the 20. Yeah, we, we didn't block anybody. No. They're rushing four. Here's Granger. Granger going to step up, and he's going to get brought down. He's got no time. Looking for Robert Lewis or Jakari Carter over here on the near side. The offense just cannot seem to get in sync. Well, you've got four of your five receivers running deep down the field, and none of them are open yet. And Darren needed to get rid of the ball. you got to have somebody underneath that's, that's running a crossing route or something to, to be a dump off. Third down at 16. Again, three down linemen. Edge rusher as well. There for James Madison. Snap on the way to Darren. Facing third and 16. Rangers got to get rid of it. Throws across the middle. And, ooh, that was a dangerous, dangerous throw intended for Robert Lewis. He collided with the defender, Sheehan. That's the, uh, yeah, Meehan, uh, Francis Meehan. Yeah. That's the second big stick that he's had. Um, surprised he didn't get a late hit penalty there. Ball was already on the ground when he made contact with Robert Lewis. And another three and out for the Panthers, who got to get some first downs. JMU 
Going to be coming fast and furious at Cade Loggins. And he gets that nice punt. Big spiraling kick. And that is going to take a Georgia State bounce inside the 25. It'll be returned by Surratt off the first bounce. He'll get a few yards back, maybe five or six. And they run him out of bounds at about the 31. Boy, great punt, over 50 yards, a small return. Good job by special teams. All right, media timeout here in Atlanta for national television and the radio network just inside of eight minutes to go third quarter. Georgia State trailing 23rd-ranked James Madison, 21-7. We're back in 60 seconds from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. 97.5 Glory FM. 7.57 to go, third quarter. Not what you want to see from the Georgia State offense. Just really nothing going on offensively. And right now they're down 21-7. And James Madison will have the ball at their own 31-yard line. Yeah, that first play that we ran from the 25-yard line, it was just a little RPO. It's a play you probably put in uh, 100,000 times since you started training camp. Just basic football, but three Dukes from uh, JMU were able to get into the backfield and and create a four-yard loss. The next thing you know, it's second and forever, and then third and even longer. Sam, I'm sure there's some frustration along the sideline, but it has to be kind of branded into, uh, all right, let's make this better. And a sense of urgency is absolutely necessary right now because we're dealing against the clock now, not just uh, against your opponent. Absolutely. And last thing you want is for uh, James Madison at this point to have a long, sustained drive, keeping your defense out on the field for a very long time. Uh, You know, they're already spending more time on the field coming out of the locker room. You want to do something this time to slow those guys down. A three and out would be great for that. Or a turnover. We had some close, had some, had some balls come loose. Some kind of way James Madison was able to hang on to it earlier. Uh, that's what we need right now. Either a great stop or, tur- or, or a turnover would be a great time for it. Well, Jordan McLeod is 19 out of 26, just under 200 yards with 196. He has two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, he's really built his confidence. You know, that first pass that was intercepted, he hasn't been even close to throwing another interception since then. The Panthers need to get some pressure on him, obviously, but uh, he has really seemed like he's very relaxed in the pocket. James Madison, tight end in motion along with Sproles. Here's the snap from the 31, and they're going to go ahead and run it up the middle with Tyson Lawton. That'll be good for about a two-yard pickup. 
Kevin Swint down again. He made the tackle there, at least the first one to make contact. And with that foot, you can tell it's really bothering him right now. Yep. He's going to try to limp off the field. I'm surprised nobody's come in for him. He can't move. Yeah, he really doesn't need to be out there right now. Second down and eight, ball at the 33. 7.25 and a turning clock. And now we got a flag thrown. False start. 74. Offense, number 74. Five-yard penalty, second down. Tyler Stevens. Yep, the right tackle out of Virginia Beach. Well, he's listed as the right tackle, but he's playing on the left side right now. So evidently there's been some injuries that they've had or just moving guys around, giving some others a chance to play, but that takes them outside the sticks. He's second and 13. Ball placed back at the 28. McLeod got time, throws to the far sideline, caught by Josh Surratt. I make that Elijah Surratt, the sophomore from Stafford, Virginia. He gets a few of the penalty yards back, plus some. And that'll bring up fourth down and seven. It was third, Dave, because of the penalty. It's third seven. Ball at the 34. 6.45 on a turning clock. They need to correct that on the scoreboards. Still showing fourth down and seven. It's right over there where the sticks are. Here's the snap to McLeod. He's got time, throws, got Surratt at the 45-50, 45-40, 30 to the far sideline, and he's going to cut it back in, and he's going to score a touchdown. Well, they're going to bring it back. There's a hold. The flag's thrown back around the 30-yard line. Called a dig route. The slot receiver goes about 10, 12 yards down the field, breaks it over the middle. Perfect timing. Finds an opening. And I want to say it was uh, Rakeem Laney. Not, Doing sorry. the run. Holding. Number nine of the offense. Will be 10 yards from the spot of the foul. It will be first down. It was actually a great block there by Orman Dollison up until the point where he just held on to the jersey. I want to see who uh, the Panther was. That's uh, Jeremiah Johnson, who was being held. So it brings the ball back out to the 37-yard line. First down from the 37. It's a big break for the Panthers right now because that was a touchdown. Yes, it was. Here's McLeod, left hash. Lawton in at running back. Tight end in motion. They're going to hand it off Lawton. He's going to cut off left tackle. And he will get down close to the 30. Place the ball at the 31-yard line. Second down and five coming up. Five-yard pickup. They'll put it actually at the 32. Boy, it takes everything and then some to bring that man down. Sure does. You, know, you hit him hard and he spins off it. I was worried about Kalen Black and his 110 carries. It's Lawton, the one that uh, is of major concern right now. Yeah. Snap on second down and five from the 32-yard line. And McLeod going to step up, going to dump it off. It's going to be caught, broken tackle. And run out of bounds is Yamir Knight. First time they have targeted Yamir Knight so far this afternoon. He's a freshman at 5'8 out of Smyrna, Delaware. Well, Knight, again, first time that he's made a catch, but he catches the ball. He needed another yard or two to get the first down, but he breaks a tackle. He uses his speed and his power and is able to get some extra yardage. Now it's at the 18 with the first down. Knight and Maxwell Moss, the wideouts to the far side of the field. 
First down at the 18. And they're going to go ahead and run the football right in between the tackles. Not a whole lot going. Good job there. Going up defensively there by Georgia State. Yeah, I have to admit, that's one of, been one of the strengths of the ball game here is the middle of the, the field. And not much success. They've had to either cut back against the grain or run to the outside of where the tight end and the tackle box would be to have success. That's JMU in their running game. So second down and 10 now, ball at the 18-yard line. Reggie Brown in motion to the near side, and as the ball is snapped. You're going to call timeout? Yep. Timeout, Georgia State. It is their first of the second half. And for the first time, they were bringing in a junior running back out of Nashua, New Hampshire. Sammy Malignagni. He was looking for his first carry. Meanwhile, we got a media timeout for national TV and the radio network. 4.18 to go third quarter. Panthers trailing the James Madison Dukes 21-7. We're back in 60 seconds. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Your radio station for Georgia State football. 4.18 to go here in quarter number three. Second and 10, ball at the 18-yard line. And that timeout. It pushed to a national TV timeout. It's great being on national television, but these timeouts are so long. They're like four minutes in, in length. Yeah. I guess there's a lot of people that have something more important to say than what we have. But this gives the team absolutely some extra time. And Sam, I'm not saying that they don't have any enthusiasm, but they really look flat right now. It's like, this isn't working. We've been working all week and trying to make some things happen. And this James Madison team is still gaining yards, still getting first down, still moving the sticks. Obviously something that they picked up on in the second quarter and into the locker room at halftime. And trying to see if the Panthers could find an answer to it. I mean, that's where it, where it looks like right now. Um, very frustrating to see this team you know, go through that, considering how things started out, how brilliantly things went in the first quarter, uh, responding right after James Madison scored early in the game. Uh, but right now, they think everything, things going their way offensively, the Dukes do, and uh, the, the Panthers are looking for some solutions. 4.18 to go here in the third quarter. 21-7 our score with James Madison threatening. They've got the ball at the Georgia State 18-yard line. And you know you played this game at the 
collegiate and the professional level, the longer your defense down two scores, the longer your defense stays in the field. It's just tougher and tougher to play with that same energy and emotion as you did in the first half. Yeah, the biggest thing is the offense begins to gain an unnatural control. You're still trying to push other people that are going against their will, but when they don't have that same will, it becomes easier for you to gain five yards on a play that would, in the first quarter, get you one or two. You get seven yards, you get the first down, you keep the sticks moving. Here's the snap, fake the handoff, and pressure, throwing off the back foot as he was about to get tackled, held onto by the tight end, Zach Horton, who powers it ahead to the 10-yard line. McLeod again gets rid of the football and is able to connect with his receiver, in this case, the tight end Horton, he's a, even as he's being dragged down. Yeah, and then Ty G. Leach gives everything he can to bring Horton down, and Horton spins and gets his feet really wide when he lands, almost like he's doing a pirouette, but keeps his balance. Three guys miss him. Next thing you know, he's got a first down at the 10-yard line. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He gets it down to the 10. They mark it at the 11. It's third and short. Tyson Lawton in at running back. Third down and three. McLeod takes the snap, avoids one oncoming tackler, dumps it off to Horton. Horton into the end zone for the touchdown. James Madison now leading it 27-7. to Not only are their drives successful, can we please refrain from throwing streamers on the field from the JMU fans, please? Well, they threw most of them in the in the seats, but one of them made it out onto the field. Horton with a nice reception and a great read there by McLeod to be able to find him in the first place, see him where he's open, lead him, and uh, allow him to get into the end zone. Tight end Zach Horton catches his third touchdown pass of the season. Camden Wise, PAT, is right through the uprights. And right now, Georgia State in a whale of trouble, down 28-7 with only 3.25 to play here in the third quarter. Yeah, it's a difficult road for anybody to go against a team that is just controlling the ball as much as they are right now. Four minutes and 32 seconds on that last possession for James Madison. But more importantly, you get seven. Yeah. You score. Eight plays, what is that, 69 yards that they had on that particular drive. They started at their own 31-yard line, and you can hear the J James Madison fans go, JMU, JMU. I mean, this is this is a great time for football for them. Their team is uh, exceptional. They've been waiting a while. And the thing that bothers me, Dave, is that there's a lot of, especially on the offensive line, they're all underclassmen. There's not a whole lot of seniors that are playing right now. There's a lot of underclassmen that will be back again. Booming kick, end over end to Talik Williams. He'll call for the fair catch, standing at about the two-yard line. Ball will come up to the 25, and we'll see if the Panthers can look any better offensively than they did the last time we saw the offense. They've only got three minutes, 25 seconds to go here in the third quarter, down now 28-7. The way things go in the in the first half, we had four possessions before the first quarter was over. This will be our second possession of the quarter. James Madison's done a great job of taking care of the clock. 
And they put the tight end in motion and leave it off. Marcus Carroll, 25-30, 35-40. And he collided with Peter Kikwata and the JMU corner. First down run there by Marcus Carroll. Good for 17 yards up to the 42-yard line. Best run of the day for Marcus. And we're in a hurry, so uh, we're going to get right back on the ball. Quick snap, Granger. Going to throw to the far side, right through the fingertips. Was thrown a little high, intended for Kikwata, the Georgia State receiver. Well, Peter does a good job of getting around, but the ball was above him and his hands were low, so it almost looked like he was not ready for the football to be thrown to him. Kikwata transferred from Old Dominion. He goes in motion now here to the near side. Snap to Darren on second down and 10. Granger's got to get rid of it, and he lobs it ahead to Marcus Carroll. And Marcus cannot hold on to the football. It will bring up third down and 10 now from the 42. Well, you let the guys come through. You, you want to put a little bit of pressure on them as an offensive lineman, but you want to let them get through you so that it opens up that screen pass. And unfortunately, the ball bounces right off of Marcus's hands. It, it, it should have been caught. I know he's going to want to have that one back. He flares out now to the near side. Here's the snap to Granger. Darren's got to cut back up the middle. Got room still on his feet. 45-40, 35-30. On third down, Granger running all the way for the touchdown. Big play by the Georgia State quarterback. As he scores on a 58-yard touchdown run on the keeper. And the Panthers needed that in the worst way. Now trailing it 28-13 with 2.43 to go. Great job of Darren keeping it. When you remove Marcus, who was going out to the flat in pre-motion to get away and, and reduce one by one the amount of guys that they have in the box. And Darren was able to cut back, find the hole in the coverage there defensively. He avoids a tackle at about the 45-yard line, is able to take it the rest of the way. It was close. Darren was running out of gas. He got tackled at the two-yard line, but his forward momentum took him into the end zone. Liam Rickman, the PAT, is good. Darren Granger, 58-yard touchdown run on the keeper. And the Panthers cut the deficit in half, 28-14. Four play drives, 75 yards in under a minute, right at 42 seconds. Well, Sam Crenshaw, if that doesn't put any air in your boat right now, I'm going to tell you, defensively, I think there's a, a reason for everyone. Now, I can see Coach Sean Elliott along the sideline kind of telling these guys, you better get going. <laughs> you want to be conference champions. you got a chance to do it, but you better get the ball back and make something happen. That was something that the Panthers needed. They really needed to put some points on the board. Big play, Darren Granger. This offensive line right now huddled up. Uh, fantastic work by them to open the hole for him to get that touchdown. That is big. Now can they come up with a stop and slow down this James Madison offense that has played so well here in the second half? All right, McAllister will kick it away. It's a booming kick. Don't go out of bounds. And it's going to go out of bounds yep. way over here on the Gosh. near side at around the 10-yard line. Those are just you know unforced errors illegal kick out of bounds kicking team the ball replaced at the 35 yard line first down just gave them 10 Stage yards know. at the minimum special teams I mean, there's no reason at all to kick it out of bounds you want to kick it hard yeah but kick it at the hash mark and you, you got no room to worry about that but you know two big kicking errors that we've had here today James Madison with one. 
replacement now, late addition, is uh, Ronald Cooper coming in at the safety position. Tyson, Tyson Lawton in at running back. Receiver over here to the near side. They're going to hand it off to Lawton, and it's going to take two guys, John Trey Hunter and Jordan Venzial, to bring him down. Picked up three there. Running off left guard and then trying to break it to the outside. John Trey Hunter getting a hold of him at the line of scrimmage. And I'm going to tease he's holding on for dear life until he gets a little bit of help there from Jordan Benziel. And two of them together able to bring him down after a three-yard gain. Tyson Dunlop, or Tylen Dunlop, coming into the ballgame now. Second down at seven, ball to 38. Two minutes to go here in the third quarter. Snap to McLeod. McLeod now going to tuck it and run, running to the far sideline. Gets around Dunlap and falls down. Late flag. Yep. Bryquise Brown. Some sort of defensive, uh, not a hold, but a penalty on Bryquise. Knocking down number 13, Elijah Surratt. Flag thrown back at the 45. I'm going to call it Here a we hold. go. Doing the run, holding. Defense. 10 yards from the end of the run. Automatic. First down. Top of the hour stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. Lawton remains in at running back. First down at the 48 after the penalty inside of two minutes to go. And a ball placed at the Georgia State 48-yard line. Horton, the tight end, in motion. They're going to dump it off here to the running back. Lawton, and Lawton is just running over people. Gets across the Georgia State 40 down to the 35 to the 34. A 14-yard pickup there by the redshirt senior running back out of Staten Island, New York. Well, great job of their receivers not getting called for holding, but, but just making sure that the guy that's trying to cover them doesn't make the tackle. And just through the process of elimination, there are not enough guys out there on the defensive side to be able to take him man-to-man -man when you're in zone coverage. So for obvious reasons, 14 yards later, there's another first down. Now inside of a minute to go, third quarter, 28-14, Panthers trailing it. Man in motion, they're going to run it off the middle. It's going to be a run here by Lawton. Lawton just stiff-arming defenders, including Isaiah Guy, before the Panthers finally run him out of bounds. That'll stop. Well, actually, the clock will keep running. We're at 40 seconds to go. Pickup of eight. Three different Panthers had a chance to get him. None of them were able to bring him down. At the line of scrimmage, when he breaks it out to the flat, two others that have an opportunity, but... Uh, he ends up stepping out of bounds under his own power, not being knocked down at all. Really good job managing the clock today by James Madison. Of course, it's easier when you've got the lead. Right now facing second down and two. This will be the final play here in the quarter. And McLeod sidestepping a defender, going to fire into the end zone. And it is incomplete. The intended receiver was 13, Elijah Surratt. It'll stop the clock with four seconds to go, so there will be one more play. Well, another missed opportunity. There was a blitz from the outside. I'm not sure if that was Josiah Robinson from the linebacker spot, but 
He comes in untouched, but he didn't take the right angle. McLeod is able to step up into the pocket by himself just enough time to get that pass off. So four seconds to play, third down and two from the 26, the Georgia State 26 coming up here for the Dukes. Put a man in motion in Sproles. Here's the snap to McLeod. He'll roll out to the far side, going to dump it off to Sproles. Gets his legs taken out from underneath him by Ronald Cooper, and that will bring the third quarter to a close. That is the end of the third quarter. Here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Well, the highlights so far, Harper, Darren Granger, 58 yards. Panthers down, two touchdowns. Yeah, we need two more at least, and we need to get a stop right here. So let's see how the Panthers are able to do in their efforts here in the fourth quarter. All right, fourth quarter just around the corner here in Atlanta. James Madison, 23rd in the country this week, 28. Georgia State 14 back in two minutes with fourth quarter action on the Georgia State football radio network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Change can be bad or change can be good. Hello, this is Matt Nix with Duplicating Products, your local Canon, Savin, and HP dealer. In serving Northeast Georgia for more than 48 years, we've learned that while change is inevitable, it also brings opportunity. Just look at the bad changes of the pandemic that helped lead to improved technology and innovation. Let Duplicating Products help you find the opportunity in the changes that may affect your business. Give us a call at 770-532-9932 and see us online at duplicatingproducts.com. It's flu season in North Georgia, and now is the time to take care of yourself and get your flu shot at Riverside Pharmacy. Nobody wants to be hit with the flu bug, but if you haven't had your shot yet and you've been bitten with the flu, the pharmacists at Riverside Pharmacy in Gainesville can help you too. They can fill your prescription with expert care and have you up and going before you know it. And they're your headquarters for all of your over-the-counter needs. Riverside Pharmacy across the street from City Park, serving Gainesville for over 60 years. This is 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne. For many years, you know I've had a drink problem and I'm, I'm trying to battle that problem every single day. But one thing I don't do, I don't drive my car when I'm drinking. I get someone to drive me. Do not drink and drive. It's the stupidest thing. If you drink, just don't drive. Not only are you going to hurt yourself, you may hurt some other person and you wouldn't want that on your conscience, would you? A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, Harper, 15 minutes to go. Panthers trailing James Madison, 28-14. 
Well, the rubber got to meet the road at one point or another. So defensively, they're not quite in the red zone, but uh, James Madison is marching towards that. Panther defense needs to get a stop somehow or another. And I'm not talking about just settling for a field goal. We got to get the ball back. Got a chance here uh, with things that are going on around the rest of the conference. Georgia State is playing right now, of course, and Southern is down at Texas State. They're losing right now. Texas State is ahead 14 to 10 with seven minutes left to go in the second. And on the west side, Coastal Carolina and Old Dominion. Old Dominion's three and two right now. They're 21, they're up 21-13 right now against Coastal Carolina. Here we go, Dave. First down from the 23-yard line. Now right to left here for James Madison. Here's the snap to McLeod. And McLeod going to hand it off to the running back, Tyson Lawton. Lawton is so hard to bring down. Look at Jordan Venziel holding on for dear life around Lawton's waist, getting dragged forward, or in this case, backwards for Jordan. And on the run from the 23 all the way down to the 8-yard line. Well, no one is wrapping him up and tackling him with their arms. They're just trying to hit him with their shoulder. and He's too powerful. Keeps his legs moving. He spins around a couple of times. Keeps his balance and is able to get inside the 10-yard line. First and goal from the eight. Lawton stays in the ball game just to the left in the backfield. Single setback, and it's going to be a keeper here by McLeod. McLeod at the five, and he tries to sneak in over the pylon. Did he get run out inside the one? I think he went out inside the one-yard line. Yeah. He landed kind of funny on his ankle. He's kind of limping around a little bit. I think he got uh, rolled up there just a little bit right there at the end of that play. So the ball will be at the one. I just give it to uh, Lawton again. Two tights in the ball game. You think? Second and goal. Ball at the one-yard line. They're going to give it to Lawton. He's just going to bull his way into the end zone. No, for we, the... got him. we held him down. Did we? Yep. His knee went down at about the two, but... I thought the ball crossed the plane, but you're right. Might be in just inside the one. They tried to avoid it. Full speed Wait, ahead. Look where the official just put that ball. Well, it's less than a full length of a football. You couldn't get any closer to the goal line. Yeah. Now this would be a goal line stand if the Panthers could stop them. Again, two tight ends. They both line up to the left side. Zach Horton, who already has a touchdown, is in the slot. And it's going to be a snap. McLeod is going to run it into the end zone for the touchdown. Jordan McLeod on the keeper in behind the left guard. Scores the touchdown. And James Madison now leading by 20 again, 34-14. to 14. And that may chase some of the Georgia State fans to the exits. Well, just more, more people blocking than we had defenders on that side of the field. It'll officially go as a one-yard touchdown run by the quarterback. Camden Wise for the PAT. Ball is down. The kick is up, and it is good. 35-14 now as we head into immediate timeout. Ten-play drive, 65 yards, four minutes and 33 seconds. One-yard touchdown run by the quarterback. Jordan McLeod, and it's now 35-14 early here in the fourth quarter. We're back in 60 seconds. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. 
What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM. 13-10 to go in the football game, 35-14 Georgia State. Got a big hole to dig out of right now, Harper, trailing the 23rd ranked team in the country. Today's game presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Also by Coke, Zero Sugar, and by Ford. More at Ford.com. James Madison so efficient, Dave. You see when they make contact with anybody, they keep their feet moving, they keep their balance, they, they fall forward, and that's why they have 453 yards thus far here very early in the fourth quarter. And Georgia State's only got 205 to respond to that. Sam, I'm sure that you're hearing the crunches in between plays and shoulder pads and all that kind of stuff, but just a very monotonous football team, especially with a big offensive line and they go double tights, very difficult to stop the ball. Uh, you said it earlier, very businesslike um, the way this James Madison team is playing, like we've been here before, and they have. You know, they've been very successful before coming uh, to the, the FBS level, the FCS level, and winning national championships. There's an expectation there, a level of expectation. And they come out of the second half and they just get on a roll. And we know from last year, their second half, they tend to be a second half team as well. All right, Talik Williams is back deep. We got 13-10 to go here in the football game. Panthers now down 35-14. And getting set to kick it away is Connor Madden. James Madison looking to improve to 9-0 on the year. That's what drives them crazy about this two-year rule because this is a window of opportunity from them, for oh, them, yeah. Yeah. and they can't do anything with it. they got a great football team. Talik Williams will signal for the fair catch, fair catch. at the 6. Ball will come out to the 25-yard line. Well, when you stop to think about it, Dave, if you know it's not just playing in the RL Carrier Bowl. This could be a January 1st bowl game if they end up being in the top 19 18 as they continue to move up and for them to be wait a second what more do you want for us to do well you signed the papers and you had to have the the purgatory and well, live through it had they stayed fcs they'd be playing for an fcs national championship darren granger is going to get going to get dropped back at the 20 yard line on what was a design keeper play there for him and that's going to be a loss of five. Jamory Cumry, number nine, defensive lineman. And I don't like defensive linemen wearing single digits. You can't do that, guys. Just wear two numbers. But you did a great job of getting in between the guard, the center, the tackle, getting in the backfield, 
dropping Darren Granger for a five-yard loss. Second down at 15, ball back at the 20. Snap to Darren. Granger going to look. Had a tough time finding open receivers. Got a flag on the play. Well, flag in a different area. Yeah. It's number 19, D'Angelo Pons. Skipping around like he didn't do anything, but I think he did. We're going to find out in a second if there's a hold, and that'll be a big lift there for the Panthers if they get a first down out of it. Holding. Defense, number 19. 10-yard penalty. Automatic. First down. That pass was intended for Jakari Carter. Again, Marcus Carroll has caught three passes today. Talik Williams, two. Robert Lewis, only one. Jakari Carter, only one. A staple of the Georgia State offense, not able to be productive today. Here's a pass up to Robert Lewis, and you could see in slow motion that play playing. The ball's on a way a little high to Robert. He's able to catch it and hold on, and at the same time, you could see the DB coming up and about to make a crunching hit. Yeah, and he's going to stay on the sideline. I think he twisted his knee or his ankle being held onto while he's trying to extend himself. Just a side note here, Jonathan Brown, our left guard, ends up being replaced by Tyden Ferris. I think Jonathan's the one that may have given up that play just a couple moments ago. Hopefully Bob. he'll get in the back, back into the ball game, but for right now he's going to sit. D'Angelo Pons, the freshman out of West Park, Florida, made that crunching hit on, uh, on Robert. He's being tended to right now by, again, head trainer Bob Murphy. Media timeout has been called in the meantime. 35-14 Georgia State trailing here at home against top 25 ranked James Madison. We're back in 60 seconds from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do, do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. <laughs> the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 12 minutes, 18 seconds to go here in the fourth and final quarter, 35-14. A reminder, we're back on the radio network Monday night from the Curb Events Center in Nashville, the opener for Jonas Hayes and the Georgia State men's basketball team. They'll take on the Belmont Bruins. 7.15 airtime here on the radio network, 7.30 tip. Women's basketball will open the season as well. They'll be on ESPN Plus playing at home at the GSU Convocation Center. They have the Vikings of Berry College coming in. So you got that late football season, early basketball season crossover right now. And right now not looking good for the Panthers here at Center Park Stadium. Well, it does look a little bit better that Robert was able to come off the sideline to the sideline by himself under his own power didn't appear to have any limp or anything like that just he needed a couple extra moments to get himself together you know he's only 5'11 he's 185 pounds he's a little guy but uh twisting and maybe a little bit of a you know a, a pop in that knee or in that ankle 
uh, is enough to warrant him being looked at very gingerly, and hopefully he'll be able to return. Sam will have an update for us as quickly as he can possibly get it. But now the Panthers here in a situation where they have to score and do so quickly. Second and five, balls on the left hash. Panthers going from left to right across the radio dial. Facing second down and five. Again, 35-yard line. All right, coming out of the timeout, Granger out of the shotgun left hash. Darren's going to go ahead and tuck it and run the option. Pitts is caught by Carroll, and he caught a crunching hit. That's You know, that play is great if it works. It's To me, it's just such a dangerous play from an injury standpoint. That time, Marcus Carroll caught the brunt of a crunching crunching hit that time yeah. on a late toss from, Chauncey from Logan Darren. read that yeah. play as if he were in the it, everyone did that it, it just a, it's it's a rough play to run there option football and Darren you know trying to make something happen I, I respect that out of him but boy he didn't give uh, he didn't give Marcus any chance at all to actually get that ball almost pitched it laterally if you know what I mean it was almost a forward lateral like it were a pass it's legal but we didn't gain anything out of it either. We ended up losing three yards, and, and now our running back, Marley Marcus, has 33 yards on 13 carries. He's averaging two and a half per, which is a lot lower than his average. But uh, he's going to get up under his own power. But, man, I'm, yeah, I'm, he's hope, getting up here. I hope that that uh, isn't a rib, you know, or something in the kidneys, the hip pointer. Right now it's probably hard for him to breathe training staff walking with him back over to the sideline we'll see if we see freddie brock we do number yes. 25 freddie the transfer from the university of maine he's originally out of rochester 510 195 he's only carried the ball three times this year and granger going to look to throw the football over here to the near side it's almost intercepted Boy, what a job play, playing the passing lane there by D'Angelo Pons. Well, it was going to Talik, who didn't run to the first down marker. He stopped at the 38 to come back to the ball. Darren decided to go to a guy that wasn't going to get a first down anyways. And Talik ended up stopped running back towards the quarterback. And as you mentioned, Dave, that's D'Angelo Pons doing everything he can to try to disrupt that play. Almost got himself an interception, but it forces... Georgia State into another punting situation. Cade Loggins set to punt the football. That's an end over end kick. It's going to take a Georgia State bounce, thankfully, across the 30, 25, inside the 20, and they will down it at about the 22 yard line. Red Hat back on the field. That means another television timeout. And with 11.36 to go in the football game, Panthers trailing JMU 35-14. We'll take it with them. Back in 60 seconds from Atlanta, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. 
Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Ear Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at ConditionedEarSystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. 97.5 Glory FM. It's on. 11.36 to go here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. James Madison 35, Georgia State 14. Well, just with a few moments left to go here in the fourth quarter, exactly 53 seconds is what I'm showing. Arkansas State at home in Jonesboro is beating Louisiana. It's 37-17. Louisiana does have the ball about the 40-yard line. On the east side, Old Dominion holding on to a 21-19 lead. They are at home against Coastal Carolina. There's eight minutes and 11 seconds left to go in that ball game. In the third quarter at Hattiesburg, Southern Miss is at home against UL Monroe. They're ahead 17-10. A game that has significance for us from San Marcos, Texas State at home 24-10. They are ahead of Georgia Southern with two minutes and four seconds left to go in the first half. And just underway, Appalachian State and Marshall are playing up in Boone, and there's no score in the first quarter of that ball game. Next Saturday afternoon, we're right back here at Center Park Stadium. 1.30 airtime, 2 o'clock Eastern time kickoff. Georgia State's final home game of the regular season. They're going to take on the Mountaineers of Appalachian State before playing the final two on the road at LSU and then Old Dominion. Appalachian State 4-4 four and four going into this ball game. This is the weakest we've seen their, their school in years. They're 2-2 two and two in Sunbelt play. Again, they're at home right now, and then they'll come here on the road to play Georgia State next week. Get your tickets. Boy, that'd be awesome to beat them, I'll tell you. Uh, had some rough trips up there to Boone. Played pretty well up there last year in the first half, if you remember correctly, yeah, but been, only the first some, half. We've had some close games, but uh, never been able to put them away. So here we go. Snapped to McLeod. Swing pass out on the flat. It's caught there by Lawton, and Lawton is going to lower that left shoulder, powered ahead for the first down run. That'll be about an 11-yard pickup, and it'll be first down at the 28-yard line. Jeremiah Johnson from the safety position is the one to knock him out of bounds. Ricardo Williams out there as well. Clock continues to run, and James Madison has managed the clock beautifully today. Again, it helps when you're leading. The tight end, Horton, goes in motion. And the snap, McLeod going to fake the handoff. He's going to tuck it and run. McLeod, 40, 45, 50, and he's finally run out of bounds on the far side of the field. Boy, that RPO works so well for them. Justin Abraham is the one that caught up to him and ran him out of bounds. Big first down run there by the JMU quarterback. 30-yard pickup out to the 48-yard line. He was going to hand that ball off to Tyson Lawton. That was going to be a four- or five-yard loss easily. Yeah. But McLeod ends up pulling the ball and taking it to the outside and picking up 30 yards. Using as much of the play clock as they can. Three wide here to the near side. Lawton in the 
Backside in the backfield. Hudson, the wideout in motion. They're going to hand it off to Lawton. 45-40, 35-30. And Lawton running with power picks up another first down. Does he remind you a little bit of the kid from Georgia Southern, number 25 last week? Just running hard and getting through. We brought a blitzer. He gets through in the line of scrimmage and misses the play. I know defensive coordination. I know you're trying. Man, if you just, we're, we're doing the right things. We're just not making plays. We're not making tackles. Another 20-yard pickup there, 19 yards to be exact. Ball at the 29-yard line. John Trey Hunter back on the field, also coming back in. Chris Davis, Jr. at outside linebacker. First down there at the Georgia State 29. And now they're going to hand it off. And it's going to be the first run of the day from Malik Nagny, the junior running back from Nashua, New Hampshire. And that'll bring up second and seven. He picks up three, and the ball placed at the Georgia State 26-yard line. Again, James Madison, patient. Oh, yeah, and taking as much of that 40-second clock down. You want it inside five seconds just about every single time. We're going to call timeout. I think Sean Elliott wants a timeout. Yeah, we were out of position there. Georgia State is their first. Zach Horton, a tight end, went out almost to the sideline. No one went out with him, so there was a, a reason for concern. If they throw it out that way, we only got one defender, and you got two guys out there. Got an update on Robert Lewis. He did come out from the Northside Hospital tent, uh, but uh, Bob Murphy kept his helmet, so I don't think he'll be returning to the game. Okay. sideline walking around uh yes he's right right uh, right around the right around the 30 i think if you look at the georgia state bench off, off to your left I see him see him yes i do yeah i'm looking for limps you know i'm looking for guys with ice packs or you know just not asking for clues as to what's going on but that usually is going to be one of those telltale signs that may not be in for the rest of the game but you know not having your helmet that answers that question very succinctly for me cody jones sprinting onto the field panthers making a last second substitution here's the snap on second down at seven they're going to hand it off malignaghi again and he powers it right up the middle 25 20 and across the 15 yard line what is it with these james madison running backs well 15 yards later it's hey if you're not going to tackle me i'm going to stay standing up and there's one chance at the line of scrimmage. There's one five yards down the field. And then finally a 15-yard pickup to the 11. Just got to tackle better. Legs just don't stop going. I mean, the legs just keep going. Whichever running back gets the ball, to see it from this angle, I mean, it's just, just the determination. Tyson Lawton back in at running back. That's not good news for Georgia State. He now shifts single setback just to the left of McLeod. And they're going to hand, uh, they fake the handoff. McLeod is going to keep it. And it's going to run inside the 10, inside the 5, down to about the 2 of the 3-yard line. Another great job of reading the end in that RPO and pulling the ball back. If he had given it to Lawton, would have been a tackle for a loss. Good penetration by Georgia State's defensive line, but we went after the wrong guy. And McLeod ends up keeping it. Another 35, 40 seconds later, 
with seven minutes and 26 seconds in a moving clock. They'll run another play. Lawton stays in the ball game. They're going to fake the handoff. McLeod now going to throw towards the end zone. Leaping up, making the catch is the tight end, Zach Horton. Over here in the corner of the end zone, left side of the end zone. And it's now 41 to 14, James Madison. This well, is not getting any better. The primary receiver was running a drag route, and there was no way McLeod was going to be able to get the ball to him. He was being covered absolutely perfectly. But then he finds that secondary out in the flats. It's a space that's been open all day now for the Dukes, and you're able to expose it for another touchdown. Three-yard touchdown pass to the tight end, Zach Horton. He's got two today, four now, four touchdown receptions on the season. And here's Camden Wise on to attempt the point after. And the kick is up, and it is good. Another bad snap, or at least a low one. The kick is good, but the snap hit the ground. Good, good job by the holder. going to stay here well championship teams do things that others don't and that's they keep getting first downs they keep and, and, and Sam if you don't mind me saying so you know here's Mag, Malik Nogni the, we, we don't know anything about him he hasn't had many carries this season it's not very high on the depth chart but he runs just as hard as the starter if you're going to get any playing time in a good school and a great team you're going to have to really work hard to be able to get that so when you get your chance your opportunity you're already working hard and the results work he gets a first down and then they get a touchdown just a couple of plays later and that's just what we saw like you said he wants to come in and run just as hard as the guys in front of him at the depth chart nothing different like i said just very business-like very business-like even a guy in that position on the depth chart getting his opportunities getting some reps in a game against a, a good team and, uh, and, and getting that. So there's something else to file away for their coach uh, for the coming weeks of the season. So here's the kick from Madden. And that'll fly over the helmet of Talik Williams. It will land on the S in state in the end zone to our left. Ball will come out to the 25 with 7.14 remaining. By the way, drive stats on that last touchdown which was a three-yard touchdown pass to the tight end, Zach Horton. Seven-play drive, 83 yards, three minutes, 55 seconds to make it 42-14. to 14. Break down the math of that, Dave. They're averaging almost 12 yards a play. Seven plays to go 83 yards. Avion McBride, the tight end in motion. Now they're going to hand it off to Freddie Brock, and he will get his legs completely wrapped up. On the tackle there for James Madison was Aiden Fisher, the middle linebacker. He was their leader in leader in tackles. This is a team that came in defensively. This is before the game, Harper. 82 tackles for loss, 39 sacks, 11 interceptions. Yeah, Brock, Brock will get it again, this time off right tackle. He will stay on his feet, powered up across the 30. But that's going to bring up third down now for the Panthers. Third and about three maybe four it'll be third and four coming up for the Panthers I like the fight there with Brock there on that last one good job Panthers go on this uh, diamond formation here along the right hand side balls on the right hash single coverage on the opposite side of the field one-on-one -on -one. third down at four Granger gonna look to throw the football pressure chased out of the pocket Darren's gonna throw Need threads it right into the receiver Talik Williams, and that'll move the chains. First down, Georgia State. 
Gets it out to the 38-yard line. Talik found a hole in the zone and just sat there, and it was just had to wait for Darren to find him. And because Darren had to scramble out of the right-hand side, same formation here. The Panthers have first and 10. Granger again steps up in the pocket. Going to tuck it. Got a lot of room. 40, 45 to the far side of the field. Gets dragged down right at midfield at the 50-yard line. Another first down run there by Darren Granger. 12 yards there on the pickup by Darren. Got a uh, injured JMU player. That's their uh, that's their big sack guy, Jalen Green. Yep, Jalen Green down right here on the 25. Well, Panthers go with the same formation that they had the previous play. Darren looks to the right where those diamond is. So the diamond has uh, one wide receiver on the ball, two behind him, one on each side, left and right, and then a third directly behind him about six or seven yards well, not, not, not quite that far. Maybe four yards behind him. And they're all running different routes. And the big thing for Darren is just to find out which one of those guys, once he gets the ball in his hands, who he's going to be able to go to. Green's numbers, by the way, coming in along with 46 tackles. 21 tackles for loss. 15.5 sacks and throw in an interception. Yeah, how's that for a nice season? Yeah. He'll break the school record, and he has a chance to, you know, set an NCAA record. He's right where he needs to be with, after this game, there'll be three games remaining. Granger going to go with an empty backfield. Kadarius Thompson in motion. Screen pass near side, caught by Kadarius across that 50-yard line. He will get tripped up and fall forward close to the 45. Great play, though, by Jarius Remenik, the safety senior while he's being tackled he's able to just get enough of an arm around Kadarius to bring him down ball placed at the 46 second down and six Granger gonna throw far side throws behind and too low for Kadarius Thompson to reach back and make a play on that ball now pushing and shoving going on Travis Glover along with 99 James Carpenter for the well, that's not Travis Glover that's Montavious Cunningham that's coming Cunningham 79 yeah. Opposite side. They're starting to do some chirping. Snap on third down and six. Granger looking under pressure. Oh. Throws across the middle intended for McBride. No, that's Amon Green. Oh, that is Amon Green. Amon doing a nice job when just the, a drag route. When their jerseys are tucked up like that, you can't tell yeah. if it's 35 or McBride 80, or 85. 65. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Yep. When we become uh, referees, we're going to ask players to pull their jerseys all the way down. Regardless, now it's fourth down. We need six. Boy, Montavious was open, too. Gosh, Darren just didn't have time to get it to him. Granger, obviously empty backfield. Five wide trips to the left. Here's the snap to Darren. Trying to draw the Dukes offside. Granger the snap. Chased out of the pocket. Rolling out, and he's going to get tripped up and dropped back inside the 50-yard line. That'll be a loss of two. Jamri Kamra, just effort, great effort. Didn't stop, had to pivot around. He had to twist between the tackle and the guard and was able to find an opening and chases Darren Granger, drops him. They'll take over with four minutes and 50 seconds left in the ballgame. Well, national television, Harper needs another full timeout. We're going to take it with him here on the radio network. 4.50 to play. James Madison 42, Georgia State 14, back in 60 seconds from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 
Lusop Kia in Cumming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Cumming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 Glory FM. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium with just 4.50 to go. Tonight's broadcast here on the radio network made possible in part by the folks at the Georgia State University Bookstore. Locations on the downtown Atlanta campus as well as Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody offering a selection of Panther gifts and apparel. Also the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs to keep you in touch informed and involved visit online at alumni.gsu.edu and the folks at lusop kia exit 14 on georgia 400 panthers offensively today save for a highlight here and a highlight there just have not looked in sync really at all tonight yeah i've struggled you know it was tied at the end of the first quarter and we're feeling real good about it we have the doink off the goal post they have a doink and we go into the half, go, hey, this is, we got a chance here. We're down by seven. They get the ball back and they score immediately. And boy, 28 points later, it's 42-14. And we're, we're looking up at a scoreboard going, what, what happened so quickly? And it really wasn't the speed in which it happened, just the efficiency of James Madison and their offense. Great job. So James Madison will take over Harper. They're going to have great field position at the Georgia State 47-yard line. Not that they need any more points, but they're up 42-14. But they could basically shut this game down right now and just run out, run out most of the final 450. Well, you're going to see a couple of new linemen in the ball game, guys with clean jerseys. You're bringing in your uh, backup quarterback, number 11, Big. Uh, Billy At Atkins is going to get a chance to play. Redshirt sophomore out of Parkton, Maryland. Came out of Mount St. Joseph High School. They get McLeod out of the ball game. Malik Nagy is in the ball game at running back. He's run well so far. He's going to power it right up the middle, and the Panthers have a tough time getting him down. He comes across the 45, down across the 40 to the 39-yard line. That's an eight-yard run there by Malik Nagy. That'll keep the clock running, four and a half to play. Well, they're averaging almost six yards per carry. Terrell Gordon hustles onto the field at safety for the Panthers. A lot of the younger and less experienced Panthers in the ball game now. Atkins out of the shotgun near hash, and they will keep it on the ground. Malignagdi runs off right tackle. 
And did he pick up or did he get enough for a first down? He was awfully close. His forward progress took him where they're not going to measure. They're just going to uh, yeah. move the sticks. So Malik Nagy running the ball well, picks up the first down. Now coming in, freshman wide receiver Yamir Knight. Maxwell Moss is a freshman wideout. Amarian Dollison is a wideout. One to the right, one to the left. And again, they're content. They're going to run all that play clock, as you would imagine. Here's the snap. They're going to run it straight up the middle with Malik Nagy. And he will get down to the 31-yard line. Six-yard pickup, second down and four coming up here for the James Madison Dukes. Corey Warren and then uh, Cody Jones both in on that play. Now inside of three minutes to go, Atkins looking over to the sideline. Again, 6-2, redshirt sophomore backup quarterback. He's not even listed as their number two guy. He's really number three. Alonza Barnett was the number two. Atkins going to tuck it and run. He's going to pick up the first down as he gets wrestled to the turf, coming across the 30. Had to get to the 27. He did that. That'll move the sticks with 2.25 to go, and they may just have enough going here, picking up these first downs after first downs just to keep the clock running. Tavian Brown call his name for the first time nice job of bringing down a uh, quarterback Atkins but again uh, more than anything with 202 201 here it's just a matter of, of time where you know hopefully we can get a stop here yeah Malik Nagy on the carry runs straight in they're just running that ball straight ahead except on the keeper and just keeping the clock ticking. Fuchsius Lewis, Jr. With the stop there after a two-yard pickup. Ball at the 23. Josh Pfeiffer comes into the ball game. He's back up tight end. I think we have another running back coming in now as well. 29. Camarion uh, Baldwin. Yeah. St. Paul, North Carolina, 5'9", freshman. Well, I hope he doesn't gain 14 yards on his first and only carry of the ball game. And he's going to get a carry right here. And he's got it across the 20, wrestled out of bounds. Inside the 20 at the 17. He runs hard and strong as well. No kidding. Straight arm and everything. He's happy. Six yards later. Goes out of bounds, which stops the clock. Five. Uh, Head coach Kurtz Signetti, I'm I'm going to be a little upset at my my freshman running back. Stay in bounds, kid. All right, so third down and two ball at the 17. 107 to go. Snap on the way to Atkins. He's going to hand it off to Baldwin. Baldwin trying to run straight up the middle. Another stop there by Tavian Brown. And now we're inside of a minute to play. James Madison is going to improve to 9-0 on the season. Georgia State will drop to 6-3. The Panthers will have dropped back-to-back games at Georgia Southern and at home here to James Madison. One home game remaining. 
It's next week against Appalachian State. Boy, it would be awesome to beat those guys, Mountaineers. We owe them. Baldwin stays in the ball game. Snap on the way to Atkins. And it's going to be Baldwin again trying to just run it up the middle. Well, it's fourth down. Will we get the ball back? They're not going to measure. I don't think he made it, Dave. Well, he had to get right to the 15-yard line, and it looks like they're a little bit beyond. short of the line to gain. First down, Georgia State. So the Panthers will take over, but there's only 23 seconds remaining in the ball game, and we're yeah. down 42-14. Well, if he doesn't run out of bounds, you know, the running back, uh, they, they could have ended the game, and I know it doesn't mean a whole lot in the big scheme of things whether or not he does, but, you know, Panthers will get another shot or two. McKaylee Colasurdo in at quarterback. Freddie Brock, the lone setback, lines up to his right. Victory formation or defeat formation for us. We'll take it over at the 15. Snap on the way to Colasurdo. And the handoff going to go to Freddie Brock. Starts out like he's going to run in between the tackles, then shifts and cuts to his right. And that might be the final play. It will. Sean Elliott going to Make his way to midfield, shake hands with Kurt Signetti. James Madison, 23rd in the country, going to win their ninth consecutive ball game. They're undefeated, 9-0. Georgia State will drop to 6-3. Sam Crenshaw will catch up, albeit briefly, I'm sure, with head football coach Sean Elliott. Appalachian State looming next Saturday, but last couple of ball games have not gone well for Georgia State to say the least. Well, give credit to Kurt Signetti. That's his 50th win in five years at James Madison. Yeah. You mentioned that their program, you know, they've got they've got money to spare there, you know, the way they spend it. They got the largest budget in the center. Their, their grounds are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, we've been up at their campus a couple of times. Um, campus is clean. It's big. It's got a nice stadium. They fill it. And uh, the results are... You're undefeated after nine weeks here of, of Sunbelt play, and you, you, you deserve a congratulations and a pat on the back. You're a good football team, and you proved it again here. We're 0-3 against James Madison. Well, the other thing about today is disappointing crowd here today. you got the 23rd-ranked team in the country in the middle of downtown Atlanta, Georgia. Did not have a good crowd here today at Center Park Stadium. I agree. I agree. The student section was uh, empty. And at that point, start of the game, Georgia State 6-2, they're 8-no. Yeah, it's 14-2 combined together. Yeah. That, that's that's enough. Well, I mean, what more do you need? Right. But uh, long story short, it's uh, another loss for the Panthers here. They're third of the season, which, you know, going into this, who would have thought that we would be 6-3? and three? But uh, disappointing. You know, we're, we're separating ourselves from the rest of the pack in terms of wins and losses but really we were so far ahead in our average scoring versus how much we gave up our average yards per game versus how much we gave up and and now it's getting a, a, a little more lopsided in that respect you know we're not scoring a lot when we need to um, our offense is being figured out I think Georgia Southern showed us some things last week remember they would all those deflections get your hands up if you're going to throw in this passing lane, uh, we know that they're going to run up the middle, so we're going to stop that. We're going to force him to do some other things. And, you know, we've been scouted pretty well. we got to change some things up and, and get better. 
one or two more victories, and you know we assure ourselves of a really nice bowl game, which is a great place to be. All right, coach, let's coach. let's send it down to Sam Crenshaw with head coach Sean Elliott. 42-14, your final score. Coach Elliott, thoughts about today's game? A long afternoon for you. 42 to 14, we got our ass kicked every which way around it. I mean, pretty freaking simple. Difficult things, like they, was it defense that took you out of some of the things that you like to do? Seemed like they took the offense out of some things that you like to have. Shit, they're a good football team. They whipped us, they whipped us on offense, they whipped us on defense, they whipped us in special teams, they whipped us in coaches. Uh, wasn't a very good game, wasn't a very good game. How, I don't understand, you come out in the second half and everything just, it's like we, we had no momentum, we had no energy, had nothing. I can't put my finger on it right there, but I don't wanna put my finger on it here in a second. Thoughts about this, though, because we still got more football to play. and We, we got a lot more game. football to play. We understand that. We just got our tails whipped. I'm not thinking about more football right now. I'm thinking about going in here and talking to this football team and getting a reaction out of something we didn't get done today. And that is Coach Sean Elliott. All right, Sam. You're a brave man, Sam Crenshaw. Tread lightly, Sam Crenshaw. <laughs> and that's why we waited to take our final break as uh, – Panthers lose it here this afternoon, 42-14. Our Panther postgame show coming up next after this timeout. Two-minute break here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Lusab Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale. More than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. 97.5 97.5 Glory FM, your radio station for Georgia State football. Now back to Atlanta with the postgame show with Dave Cohen and Harper LaBelle and Sam Crenshaw. This is the Panthers postgame show, a recap of today's game and a look ahead. Here's the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. All right, Jeff, thank you very much. Final score here at Center Park Stadium in front of what was a disappointing Georgia State crowd. thought there was a pretty large contingent of James Madison folks that were here that oh, yeah. uh, they, followed them. But, yeah, you know, if you're 8-0 and 23rd in the country and 
Uh, there's, there's a lot to follow there. And they come down here and watch their football team beat Georgia State 48-14. Well, let's look at some of the stats. Total yards for James Madison. They had 567. 307 in the air, 260 rushing. They had five penalties here today. They were 9 of 13 on third down, 0 for 1 on fourth down. 42 minutes and 26 seconds they had the ball uh, compared to 17 minutes and 34 seconds. One turnover they had, that was an interception that they uh, uh, had in the first half. They had two sacks today. Let's look at their quarterback, Jordan McLeod. He was 28 of 36. I mentioned the 307 yards that he had, four touchdowns, one interception. His completion percentage was 78, just a magnificent game by him. He was also the leading rusher. McLeod had 104 yards on 13 carries and two additional touchdowns on the ground. Tyson Lawton, he was the second leading rusher. He had 95 yards on 18 carries. And we'll look at uh, just one more. Sammy Malignaghi, he had six carries for 36 yards. All totaled 47 carries, 260 yards with two touchdowns. In the air, it was Elijah Surratt. He had eight receptions for 87 yards. Lawton, the, the running back, also had six receptions for 57 yards and a touchdown. And then tight end Zach Horton had two touchdowns today on six receptions. He had 33 total yards, but uh, he got into the end zone a couple of times. So 28 total completions, 307 yards, four touchdowns in the air. Great job there by James Madison. Now looking at the good guys, Georgia State had 228 yards. 82 passing, 146 on the ground. We had two penalties for a total of 20 yards. We were 3 of 12 on third down. We were 1 and two, one of 2 from fourth down. We ran a total of 48 plays. We averaged 4.8 yards per play. We only had the ball for 17 minutes and 34 seconds, just a, a little more than one quarter of the ball game. Uh, we were sacked once. Actually, uh, I, 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 I think we had more than that, but uh, if they're going to only count it as one, that's fine. Darren Granger was 10 of 19 for 82 yards. His completion percentage was 53. His quarterback rating was 88.9. Darren was also the leading rusher, much like James Madison. Their other quarterback was also the leading rusher. 13 carries, 103 yards for Darren. Two touchdowns for him. Marcus Carroll came off the field we hope that he's going to be okay but he had 33 additional yards to go over that thousand mark that uh, he had when he came into the ball game brock had three carries for 10 yards 29 total carries 146 yards and two touchdowns on the ground in the air marcus carroll had three receptions for 30 yards oh hey sam good to see you back uh williams had talik williams had three catches for 25 yards robert lewis had two for 19 Kari Carter had one for four, and Kadarius Thompson had one for four. So a total of 10 receptions, 82 yards. And that's a look at the stats that we have here from the ball game where Georgia State ends up losing to James Madison. Harper, before I pause for this top of the hour ID, could you take a look at Sam's microphone and see if there's any smoke coming off the top of it after that interview? Down no, there? It, well, the smoke is all cooled down by now. It has been torched. It's burnt, and uh, we'll have to get him a new, a new microphone. All right, stations on our radio network, before we break away for our commercial break, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 
This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. All right, Sam has made it safely back up here to the uh, friendly confines of the radio booth as opposed to being down on the sidelines, 48, uh, 42-14, the final score. I don't want to give him six more points than, uh, than any necessary, but uh, we'll come back and hear audio highlights from uh, today's game, and Harper will check the scores on the Sunbelt Conference scoreboard, and then we'll wrap it up for a Saturday night here from Center Park Stadium. 42-14, the final score back in two minutes as our postgame continues from Atlanta here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Cut.